0: And we're back.
1: I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast.
0: I'm Luke. I'm Mike. I'm
1: Brent. And I'm James. Who's
2: that? Colt. Er. <laughs> <laughs> Two syllables. That's right. <laughs> so we
0: have Colter here. Are you um, are you realizing that you're happy you get to leave the pod before it's over on a night that Colter's here? <laughs> He talks a long time. Long time. (laughs) (laughs) He's good for radio because they've got specific commercial breaks, don't you think? I'm getting some laughs, but nothing strong out of there. there.
3: James was yawning on the couch already, so I think I don't know. He might be ready. (laughs) Sorry, it's happening out on us. Daylight savings
4: time, you know. uh, Birthday cake.
3: James, you've been killing it with your picks, though, man. I listen every week. I listen just for your picks. We take them well, straight I to the know. machine. He picked <laughs> Idaho to win last week. He picked who to win?
4: Idaho to win last week. And they did. Wait, no, who did you pick last week? Did you miss... Did you pick Portland State last week? I don't know. I'm, I'm getting this mixed up. Let me find what your picks were. I thought you missed one last week. But, yeah, no, James, you're
1: probably beating all of us. In <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and Brent's still going on about the winner's table.
3: Everyone's in the winner's table today unless Coulter picks Sac State. Oh, no. I I, uh, I had absolutely no doubt the Grizz were going to win the game. <laughs> I know.
0: He said it like, in a text message early on.
3: Yeah. I, I did like so much Grizz content last week, and I was all the way in. I, I just thought that, first of all, Sac State having a busted-up offensive line, having – Okay, we're we're gonna get into the dual quarterback thing. I think that coaches are obsessed with it. I think defensive coaches are obsessed with it, and I don't think it's that good of an idea.
0: Well, it clear like it clearly stopped whatever momentum Sacramento right. they had because they they had the early touchdown, yeah. at least moving the ball a little bit. Yes. Then that the young guy comes in and they did nothing. Right. Exactly. Um, before we get too far into the weeds, sure, James, like uh, night game,
5: what'd you think?
1: It wasn't that cold.
5: It wasn't that cold? Well, that's good. <laughs> you weren't sitting on the other side of the stadium <laughs> where the wind was hitting you.
0: Were you surprised that we beat Sac State so easily?
1: Yeah. I thought it'd be a little bit of a game. thought we'd win by like 10 or 14,
3: mm.
1: not 27.
3: Yeah, 27 with only a three-and-a-half-point spread is pretty good. <laughs> right.
5: What was your favorite moment from the game, dude?
1: The Keelan White.
5: Yeah, that's mm. an easy one. What was your second favorite moment?
1: The Aaron fonts touchdown. Oh man!
5: Oh, that, that and not kind of it right in front of you. Yeah. Opposite side of the end we zone. We had to lean over. But you could see the Keelan the right White one. one that like unfolded, like mm-hmm. you saw it straight down the sideline. Because he there, was right? on
1: our side of the field.
4: That's right. I was a big fan of the Junior Bergen pass.
1: That was like his only highlight.
5: No, he didn't get the ball much yesterday. It was weird in our – one of our signature wins that maybe or maybe isn't signature or not, depending on what the poll guys say.
1: So what <laughs> happened? Um, to him?
5: is uh Junior Bergen had a punt return and a pass, right, and one catch. That was it. Yeah.
1: What happened to Eli Gilman in the first drive?
5: I don't know. So he played the first drive, and then they took him out the
0: second drive, and this is something that drives me nuts. Like, I feel that they are rotating him too much early in the game.
2: Mm, hmm Is
0: that what you think? Mm-hmm. All right. What,
5: anything else from the game you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the 49ers? They had a bye
1: they this They had week, a bye.
4: Hey. Yeah. But a big thing happened for the 49ers, though. They made a trade.
1: Yeah, we scammed the commanders. Scammed them. <laughs> Scammed the
5: commanders.
1: <laughs> Third-round pick for the number two overall pick.
3: It's, it's really weird how that works. Well, hard right? to argue that, yeah. Yeah. I've never it's understood NFL trades. Trade well, Some of them First no of sense, all, there's right? no players ever traded for players. They only trade for picks. And it's like a third-round pick is worth as much as a great Player? It's so strange, right? Like I remember no, when Randy Moss got traded for a fourth round pick. It's like what fourth round pick is ever been as good as Randy Moss? Ever? Never have they that, that happened. A lot you know? of it, it's a lot of it's money and cap, right? Right, and then just the way that they value the asset or whatever. Because like Chase
5: Young's coming into a contract year, yeah. The mm-hmm. Commanders know they're not going to re-sign him. That's I right. mean, the Packers did this with Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers yeah. in consecutive years. Delta to get some picks. James,
3: do you still them. believe that that the 49ers are the favorite to win the NFC? No, you don't. You're off of them. Why?
1: Because the Eagles are a powerhouse. The
3: Eagles are a powerhouse. That is true. They're looking good.
4: Should the the tush push be legal or illegal?
1: Legal. Why don't other teams use it? I saw the Giants use it and they didn't get it.
5: <laughs> I saw that too. I saw a college team fake the tush push mm-hmm. and pitch it. I think mm-hmm. it was Tennessee. And they mm-hmm. scored a
4: touchdown on it. Mm-hmm.
1: So now you got to be ready for that. The Eagle, the one Eagles player watching that game.
4: Yeah. I think we that. should do it with Clifton. What do you what think? Do you
1: think? Mm-hmm. And it'd probably work.
5: you think that's one of the more <clears throat> painful plays for a quarterback or for any football player?
1: As long moving as moving piles f- look, fine like, with look like they don't feel Hands touching your booty. Yeah,
4: <laughs> <hurts> so good.
5: <laughs> oh, man. James, we got one question for you from fans, and Evergris is wondering, who in your, who is the better driver, your mom or your dad? Oh.
1: I don't feel like I have an answer.
2: (laughs) Okay.
0: Who drives more? You. All right. Okay. Do you arrive safely?
1: Sometimes. What do you mean, sometimes? You always are honking at the people in front of you.
0: <laughs> I do have opinions about drivers. That's
4: true. There's too many.
1: There are too many.
3: <laughs> Reduce traffic. Well, maybe in like two days, when you're the mayor, we can work on this. There we
4: go. I think like oh, an
5: extra lane. Into <laughs> I
4: think cars should only have so many uh, honks in their horn in a oh. given year.
0: That seems unnecessary. I honk my horn like four times
4: a year. I'm more just vocal than the car.
1: No, you don't. You honk <laughs> it out. way more.
4: Are they long sustained honks? Like,
1: Some will be long, and then he'll just. Oh my
0: on. word! You are being so dramatic. <laughs> this is not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I have never honked the horn like that.
5: What's his yeah, chief? Yeah. <laughs> what, what does he usually say when he honks the horn about drivers? That's like you know safe for air. (laughs) Does he tell him to speed up or get out of the way or turn faster?
1: It's a damn green light.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wish your
3: I wish your mom was in here. This could be your greatest birthday present. Listening to you make fun of your dad.
4: Actually, I'm going to bleep sounded, that and make it sound worse. It sounded <laughs> so much like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, I was going to say, nobody, nobody <laughs> thinks you're making that up. <laughs> oh, my God.
5: James, we had another question, but you actually already answered it, because Luke Rounds is wondering what your favorite play was from the game. So those were two questions we had for you, buddy. Um, since we were trying to figure out some microphone stuff, we had not pulled things up. Do you want to pick some games? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me, uh, give me a quick second. What was your pregame meal
3: that you had, James?
1: Um, mm. Burger.
3: You had a burger? Okay. What's the best hamburger in Missoula? Mm-hmm. Tough one, huh? A lot of good candidates.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have an You're answer? also not a food connoisseur in the way that some
1: might be. Mm. In D.C. and New York, I had a lot of chicken strips. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so who had the better chicken strips, D.C. or New York? New York.
1: That's why okay. oh. had the better pizza.
5: All right. Okay, dude, uh, we got a full slate this week. You ready but D.C.
1: had the better milkshakes. So. Oh,
5: okay. Uh, you, be, you ready to pick the games?
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Idaho goes to Weaver State. Mm. Idaho. Idaho. Uh, Northern Colorado goes to Northern Arizona.
1: NAU. Okay.
5: Or if I was Bobby Hawk. North Colorado goes to North Arizona. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Cal Poly goes to Sacramento State. Sac. UC Davis goes to Idaho State. Ooh.
1: Mm.
5: Hawkins versus Hawkins. Father versus son.
1: I don't know.
3: Where is it at? It's in Idaho State. It's Pocatello. in Pocatello. At Holt Arena. Oh, boy. Idaho State's
5: 3-6. Davis is 5-4. and four. Davis does have
3: their running back back. Davis also won last week, which means that they're due for a letdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> win one, lose one. Sounds about right.
5: What do you think, James? Mm-hmm. Where is it at? It's in Pocatello.
0: Okay. Oh,
1: Idaho State. Okay. I like it. I like it.
3: Good job. Riley Corcoran agrees with you. He Hi. called this upset a month ago. <laughs>
5: uh, Eastern Washington goes to Bozeman to play the Cats.
1: <sighs> I wish Eastern was better Bozeman. But... <laughs>
5: Bozeman. <laughs> Give me both, buddy. Uh, I think then the last one we got. And, then,
1: and they also not, have to not let up as many safeties. Eastern? Yeah. Cal Poly got three safeties. Three.
3: Is that real? I didn't even follow that. Oh, That's incredible. It, so it has to be like history. a record.
1: No. no. The cat game.
3: Oh, up. of course. The <laughs> Poor <laughs> Grant Sands <laughs> snapping it out of the back of the end zone four times. That did poor I, kid. Did,
1: did I make it over him? Did <laughs> I get the world record yet? All
5: right, James, last one. Grizz, go to Portland State. What's your pick? Boy, you're taking a really long time
1: on this. You said it would be a tough game. You said it I'm was the anxious. hardest game left. Who said
0: <laughs> The Cats are the hardest In game a three left. In the three-game
1: span with Sac State, Portland State, and
3: UNCO. No. UNC no. Oh, and UNC, okay. Yes, you said that.
1: You said, I think well, that's going to be our tough game. It's a trap yes. game on the
5: road. So who are you picking, buddy? Mm, go Grizz. Grizz. You don't sound super confident, though, huh? Dad no. got you all nervous? Okay, okay. Sorry, Doug. Those are the questions. Those are the picks. No, oh, thank
3: you. I was giving you more room. All right,
5: bud. Anything else you want to add? Mm,
0: no. All right. You had basketball practice today, so I genuinely mean this. Go ahead to showers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> See you, dude. James, do you wash your legs? Yeah. <laughs> or do you just let the water, like, run down?
1: What question is that? Yes. Okay, I just wonder.
4: I don't know that I wash my legs. I may not bathe often, but I do clean myself, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> do you take bar the bar of soap and like wash your legs, Michael? I
1: don't have a bar of soap, and not, neither does he. I use his soap. That's why it goes so far.
0: <laughs> he does use a lot of the body wash. <laughs> That's, uh... I don't wash my legs. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> it really depends. <laughs> What? What are your legs dirty?
2: <laughs>
0: wow! It depends on what I've been doing,
5: man. Oh boy. Well, the Grizz finally have a signature win. Maybe um, do they? Because I've heard Probably I've not. heard that Sac State's
0: no longer good. I guess that it's a good win for MSU and Idaho, but not UM.
5: No, definitely
3: not. Uh, no, it was no. a great win. Thank you. I mean, okay, we got to talk about this
5: for a second. we're being smart asses. It's Oh, <laughs> I understand.
3: I understand. I just think it's so ridiculous that, first of all, what the polls have become, they cut all of the legitimate media members' votes out of the poll. No, I shouldn't say that. There are still people that are legitimate media members that vote. But they cut 100 – there used to be 162 voters. I think right. there's like 30-something or 40, maybe close to 40 now. So they cut over 100 votes. They cut all of us because we didn't want to participate when it was the spring season because the teams that we covered weren't playing or they were playing abbreviated or so we're like, We're not gonna follow. This is
0: just Craig Haley having a grudge.
3: He basically just redid the whole thing.
4: Weird. And Craig runs it.
3: Yes. And so and, and but then there's like a lot of voters that have made it their basically their business model to troll Grizz and Cat fans by putting out erroneous polls on Twitter.
4: It's just all engagement. Like, there's
3: just no way that you think that Montana's the 17th best team in the country. There's not any – there's only eight good teams in the whole country. <laughs> and the Grizz are one of them. So, that's just – it's just false that you're voting them in the teens. But they just want engagements.
5: So, the polls you see, like, these guys that put them out at 15 yeah. or 17. Yeah. That's not their probably their actual
3: poll. And well, either that or they just don't watch it. Oh, yeah. Good point. I mean, that's the other reason why, like, on one hand, I felt st- – Uh, I I was mad that we lost our vote. On the other hand, I wasn't because I am completely biased when it comes to the Big Sky Conference. I fully think that the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley are the only two good conferences in the entire FCS. I don't think that anybody else could win the national championship ever. So, like, you know, I mean, I really think that if Portland State played in any other league besides those two leagues, they would be one of the top two teams, and they're like the sixth or seventh or eighth or ninth best team in the Big Sky every year. So, I don't know. I think that, uh, I mean, they also de-weighted the amount that the actual stats pull goes into the playoff rankings. So. Oh, okay, that's good. It, re- it truly just doesn't matter. Like, if you win the Big Sky, yeah, you're getting a top four seed. And should, that's all that the Grizz and the Cats and everybody else should worry about.
4: Should we unfollow these trolls?
5: Or I don't even follow them, so. yeah, You just see the reactions to them?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I see like all Adam. the Grizz and, and Cat people going crazy at them, yeah. Him. yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, I kind of, I kind of think we should just mass unfollow them, and then they don't get the engagement.
3: Yeah, I don't
4: know. know. Makes sense. Boycott.
5: So. <laughs> so legit. When, Despite
4: being a smart smartass, how, le- how <laughs> legit was the win?
3: I think sacks a playoff team. I think Sacks not as good as they once were. I mean, we were just talking about it. the reason I was so confident that the Montana was going to win. Sacks busted up on the offensive line. I knew they started waffling between two quarterbacks, but I also just thought that Haney Thompson, a former Grizz, is not going to just walk into Missoula his first time ever as a head coach on a night game in November and win. You know, especially you know, with I, our
5: momentum, the way it's I going.
3: thought they'd yeah. be. More, I thought Sack would be more competitive, and Sack actually did was competitive up until. They missed that second field goal and then they pinned the punt deep and then gave up the ninety seven yard touchdown. Then after that they just quit. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was surprised by that. But I don't know. I mean, I think that the, the number one thing we're seeing is just how big of an X factor Troy Taylor was. Right. I mean, Sacks had good talent for the duration of their time in the big sky. They put as many guys in the NFL as anybody. I mean, Marshall Spurbeck had great teams. Joey Sears had great teams. In terms of talent. The guy that yeah. was the one that could finish the deal was – That's right, Taylor. Well, finish the deal
5: in conference. Yeah, that's right. Not in the playoffs.
3: Like, people forget, like, <clears throat> yeah. 2014, that Sac State team was one – I mean, they lost 59-56 to Montana State, and if they would have won that game, they would have gone the playoffs. Yeah. Jody Sears second to last year. He was the Big guy Coach of the Year, and that Sac State team won seven league games. And then they just got snuffed in the playoffs because they went 0-3 in the non-conference and mm-hmm. they got left out. Like, yeah. there's, they were knocking on the door, and then Troy Taylor is the one that just put them over the top. I think that they're going to be just fine. But I do think – I mean, it's a good win, though, for sure.
5: It'll be interesting to see what happens to them. I mean, because they still have to play Davis. Um, yep. You know, rivalry game. And yep. I think it's in Davis, so uh, they should win the game. But um, they've been kind of gradually not – they're just—they're a weird team. I said this last week. Yeah. I mean, like their best win, okay, Stanford, I guess. But sure. Stanford is a bad FBS That's right. school.
3: They'll set a vendetta.
5: Yeah, and I mean, that yeah, story—that that story
3: is crazy. Like Troy Taylor told that whole staff he was going to take them with him, and then he just didn't, and he yeah. just no called, no showed all of them. Yeah. No kidding. He, they all thought they were going to Stanford, and then Troy Taylor just took the Stanford job, and then there was just like deuces. So then Andy got the job and hired all of them, and was like, we're going to stay and just run it back. Then yeah. I guess. So that was the that was that. they had a lot of end I mean, Caden Bennett like said it on my show, and I'm sure their sports information guy was when they were playing the Cats. Caden Bennett, their quarterback, said, "Oh yeah, there's lots of bad blood between our coaching staff and their coaching staff." So that was a great win. Yeah. I'm sure we were on the phone, so I couldn't see Brian, but I'm sure Brian Brigger was like, "Stop."
5: <laughs> 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 but yeah, but love it. so like they beat. I think their opening game was Nichols, who now yep. lead, leads the Southland Conference. That's right, four. Yep. Uh, but uh, I mean, they haven't beat a winning team. And, I mean, technically, the Cats have only beat one winning team. Who we also
4: just beat. Yeah. So. Yep. Next team. Well, and I think (laughs) SAC, it looked like they were really, they had a lot of internal frustration heading into the second half. Yes. Did they ever. Yeah. At the end of the game, right? Like, Troy Taylor's trying to get them onto the field to shake hands. Wouldn't do it. Half wouldn't do it. Half just left. I mean. They're going to have to look at themselves in the mirror and regroup this week because they could lose to Davis. It's
3: total bold move to come into Washington Grizz and be like, yeah, let's just talk a bunch of smack and pick a fight with this, this Grizz team. Yeah. Like, you can say whatever you want about this Grizz team. They're rolling right now. But, like, the one thing that you could never question is they have a bunch of tough son of, of – I mean, they got yeah. a bunch of tough <laughs> son of a guns, man. Like, you don't want to fight those guys.
5: Was there any – Were you? were you – on field or in stadium pregame was there anything going on pregame
3: i had some people ask me no that, but yeah the home games are so tough because i do my college game day show right up until half an hour before and then uh, okay, we got to tear it all down then i sprint in there and i'm just sweating time okay. i get up the press box every time so i wasn't paying attention to that at all but i uh, yeah i don't know i thought it was very interesting how uh how much sack set the tone early and then how much they just kind of regressed they lost it yeah it just they did
0: yeah, I mean, because I, I, mean, I texted you guys. Yeah. Like, after that touchdown, and then we didn't – I don't think we scored. Or maybe we went and scored, but I was like, we are – if we don't do something on this drive, this is going to get away from us. Right. Because Sack just moved the ball. Yeah. What's his name? Just ran all over us the first drive. Marcus Fulcher. Yeah. I Good. mean, he had more Come yards on, on that down. drive than he did yeah. the rest of the game. For sure. Yeah.
3: It was actually fascinating that they went away from it. That was the other factor I thought was going to be in against Sack State is that I, just, anyway, I think the Grizz are the perfect example of this. You have to have something that you're going to lean into. The Grizz searched for what are they going to lean into for the first month of the year, then they found it and they've done it and they haven't lost since. Yeah. What does Sac lean into? Like Nuge was saying, like, A. Thompson's a defensive coach, but they can't really lean on their defense because their defense is just okay. But they're they have offensive personnel, but they don't really have like, are, are we going to give it to nine? Are we going to throw it to sixteen? Yeah, what yeah. are we? Who are and we going? Troy to? Taylor was the play caller, I assume, That's right. right. Yeah. Oh, so. And Bobby Fresca's the guy there now. Is good. I think he's a good offensive coordinator. But it's I don't know. I I, I just think that they are uh, they're a step away. I mean, also you lose those two senior quarterbacks from and last year. Cam awesome. and Scadabo goes the, to Arizona State. Big receiver. Will Williams yeah. graduated. I mean, he's three time All Big Sky. Yeah. You know, so you Marshall Martin. Marshall Martin's been hurt all year. He just got back last week. You know. So, but you know who also lost a bunch of dudes? The Grizzly defense.
5: Well, right. And these guys uh, this is the thing, this is what's I mean Well that's
3: everybody, right? I mean look I mean, the everyone was so people. banged up, right, like, we, all banged lost, we lost three all Americans right. last year and like totally. stat
5: leaders and all sorts of things. Right. And um, this has continually amazed me and we keep seeing this more and more now. Whatever they're doing differently this year at the Grizzly defense, and there's a lot of things. Yeah. you know, I'm not a I'm not a coach, I'm not a, I've never been a player, so I just see things and hear things sure. from other people. They have neutralized the talents of very good quarterbacks. Uh, and offensive systems. Yep. Be- and, right, because I, I, at Quarterback Club, we were watching film of sack, and I was like, um, the way they use Bennett in this offense to create space for the receivers? Yep. This guy is good. And then really Of good. course, and then uh, That's running back. it's so back. Strange,
3: they waffle between the other yeah. they Then it's good. Why don't you just go yeah. with that guy?
5: And it's like, they're running back because, like, I just assumed they kept him on the yeah. shelf for Idaho State yeah. so he'd be healthy for us, which yeah. he was. And I was like, this O-line's good. These receivers are good. This tight end, if he's healthy, is probably really good. the best tight end in the pass-catching tight end of totally. the conference. Yeah. It's just like, but we knew, again, we took the whole damn thing away from him. They had, what, 300 and what do they got? They didn't even throw. they had 268 yards of offense? I mean,
4: it's – So, Coulter, you, do you think the defensive-minded coaches like the 2QB system because they understand how hard it is yes. to prepare for it. Yes. So, they're like, oh, yes. we're going to throw this out there. The,
3: the only offensive coach in the league that runs a 2QB system is Brent V. And all the other teams that run 2QB systems are yeah. defensive coaches. Chris Ball at NAU, Andy Thompson at Sacks Day, yeah. Bobby Halka Montana <laughs> – Although there wasn't a 2QB system on Saturday uh, for Montana, even though we heard there was going to be. Yeah.
5: but if Brent Vegan had a, a, a passing quarterback and a running quarterback, I, I mean... Vigan.
3: Well, that's true. I mean, Malat's been throwing the ball great the last two weeks, but that's a complete aside. To finish your point, though, Brent, for four years, I, I always say this on my ESPN show, what... You had to do to beat the Grizz defense was not complicated. It was difficult, but it was not complicated. All you had to do was have a quarterback that could step into the pocket, take a hit, and throw throw the ball down the seam. (laughs) Right? Attack the seam. Think about all the teams that beat Montana right up the seam: Eastern Washington team. James Madison. Like even the Cats would beat them up the seam with with just with the run game instead of you know. But that's you just have to stand in there, Idaho. Same thing. Just take the hit, make the throw. Now they're they're crossing them up so much because they're running all these combo covers. They're not just running four quarters like they were they were running nothing but man for four years now they're running all sorts of cover two and cover three i think so much of it's bradford i think so much of it's tim Huck. Tim Hawk yeah i think that's why you've seen it build too because when you show more and more and more coverages now it's more and more and more confusing the quarterbacks have so many different pictures right so we're talking about
0: just the defense as a whole yeah yeah so it's i mean sure it's bradford and tim hock i think those are very big pieces Yeah. <laughs> i know where you're going sorry You've talked about this on your show. Yeah. There's another big element. The stat monster's gone. They don't, they don't have to cater to anyone.
3: That's right. Like the, it It's is not a, just Robbie Howe. No, it is a wide-open defense. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, and that's the number one factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The number one factor to the greatest success right now is, and this is why the system works when you don't have quote-unquote stars. They have, <laughs> it all comes they, full circle. The, for real, though, they have... Think about, think about, Sorry, think about all the guys they have on their team right now, though, that are playing their best football right now as yeah. seniors, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I mean, mean, Nash Fouch has never played better. Tyler Flink's never played better. Alex Governor's never played better. Levi Carroll, like, just Carol go Edwards. on down the right oh. line, right? I mean, Graves, Graves is playing great, except he's been hurt a little bit. But, I mean, who else?
5: So, I wasn't meaning to laugh at you, but it's just funny because, like, in previous times we're like – Where's the dude? You yeah, need yeah. the dude. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah, the yeah. star. Yeah, look yeah. at look look down the road at Bozeman. Yeah yeah. You got this guy, that guy, and that yeah, guy, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. the they're on the outside of the you know this and that bar, and they're doing these commercials, and they're the dudes, the studs. And now it's yeah. like, there's Who's our dude. They're, they're,
3: they don't need a dude. They need <laughs> well, a faceless governor's Governor's the, the, the dude. That's, yeah, the, yeah, thing, that's, that's that. the thing. Eric. That's the thing. I oh thought Bobby made a great point on his coach's show last week because I've been wondering. Because you know, Governor's going to be a fascinating case study for the NFL. He's, he's 6'2", 285, so he's, he's, he's huge yeah. for the FCS, but he's not tall and long enough, really, to be a, an NFL defensive guy. But he's got the explosion, and he runs well enough for sure. Riley asked Bobby who you compare him to. He said he reminds me exactly of Larry Triplett, who played for Bobby at Washington in the late 90s and then played like 13 years in the league, played huh. for the Colts and the Bills. And he's a little spark plug like 62. It's funny we're saying little yeah. 62. But but you know, 62 guy that was like, you know, that's you know, real yeah. blocky like governor. I thought it was a great count. Huh.
4: It, yeah, unstoppable engine. Right? That's what I see. For sure. Is he, I'm really fascinated to see his like 40 times For sure. At the combine cuz I, I think it's, it's going to be like For sure. I think it's 48. Eight. I think his, his first
3: 10 20 yards. His are laterals right. are going to be so his, fast too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, All he's got to do is test well enough for them to watch the film because he has some of the most ridiculous film of a nose guard in in all of college football, man. I mean, there's nobody that runs in the open field and tackles like that guy does. I
5: mean, he had two highlight reel moments in this. One didn't even wind up being a play, but he almost took down the running back for a safety. For sure. Because he sends the center like three yards deep (laughs) into the end zone. (laughs) And then his sack was incredible because it was a stunt. And he goes all the way out and around and goes through like (laughs) multiple blocks and then runs the guy down.
4: Yep. If it wouldn't kill me, I would love to know what it would be like to try to stop him. Or, like, you know, like, keep him in place. Right. Like, but it would just, you die in the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, he would be so miserable to go against. Oh, my God.
4: <laughs> I would like to hear what other teams talk, like, how they talk about it. Like, totally. <laughs> like, their coaches being like, well, guys, <clears throat> I know you haven't done a lot of research on Montana yet, but they have a... Uh, Mr. Alex Governor. We're going to call him Mr. And, uh, you call him Sir when you see him. He's going to be a handful this week. We and then they co- hit play on the film
3: and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> so we, we call him King Pig. <laughs> King Pig. <laughs> I love him. I love it. We had uh, on my uh, Idaho, our, our Vandals Weekly on Skyline Sports, we just do a little half an hour deal on the Idaho every week. We had their center on because he's a true freshman. Yeah. And he had to go against Governor and Sebastian Valdez back to back weeks. He's <laughs> <It's Yeah>. like. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Sky, buddy. I was like you, like Luke's point. I was like, you didn't die, so you get to be on the podcast because you survived. You're this. Still
5: alive.
2: <laughs>
5: yeah, I mean, with the, this run against you know uh, Davis, Idaho, and Sac yeah. in terms of you know ranked wins, this defense has continued to just completely exceed all expectations I had for it the whole year because yeah. I think. <clears throat> We were just kind of continually like the amount of guys they lost. Yep. Brand new DC that's never well, how about had that how job about the Guys, they haven't
3: had too because it's not just losing O'Connell, yeah. Ford, and Robbie Hauk. Yeah. You know the other seniors. It's oh, and then the injuries. Jacob McGowan's supposed to be a senior on this team. He graduated early because he got so hurt. Yeah. Henry News is supposed to be one of their starting DNs. He got hurt during fall camp. Noah Cashman is supposed to be their number two Sparingly inside guy, playing. and he's been yeah. battling this growing all year. So, I mean. They've done a heck of a job, man. I, mean, I, I thought coming out of NAU, like, they were dead and buried. I thought it was going to be the longest. longest season yeah. in my life. Yep. Yeah. We all did.
4: Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, after what it kind of felt like sneaking uh, by a D2 team, right? Right. And then going to NAU and dropping one. I was like, Oof,
3: Right. The funniest thing that Bobby said on Riley's show so far this year is that he still, still, I, I'd love to ask him after playing sack, but he still says that Fair State's the best team they played. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Well, that's (laughs) just—I
5: was going to say—that's just him trolling. I mean, that's why that kid has us at seventeen in the polls. Yeah,
4: Uh, this is is Bobby giving it right back. State alum. Well, and then you know, know. and then even like after NAU, we only closed out Idaho State twenty twenty, right? Like I. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, guys. Yeah. For sure. Like this isn't the year, but. Idaho State's kind of good, though.
3: Idaho State's can have an influence on the playoff race. Watch them go – watch them beat UC Davis this week and watch them give Idaho a game the last game like of the year. God,
5: I, I would love that so much. What
3: if – I wish the games were at different times just so we could have, like, the excitement of it. <laughs> like, what if Idaho State beat Idaho and then we knew the Cat girls were just for all the marbles?
5: Mm-hmm. That'd be so fun. It would be wild. Well, yeah. If we beat – are the games at the same time? Well, let's
3: see. I'm going to look it up real quick.
5: I was just going to say, if the Grizz beat the Cats, then – and we're was. probably before them because that,
4: that's a new game. It looks like the ISU Idaho game isn't scheduled
3: yet. Oh yeah, it says all day. All day. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, seems like a long game. Uh, yeah, all Seriously? it just says all day on the Big Sky website.
5: Uh, ESPN has it at five pm.
3: <clears throat> so yeah, I guess then you're right. If the Grizz win, they don't need any help. They don't even need a scoreboard watch. It would just be hilarious if that's how Idaho's thing came to an end this year that'd be so funny
0: well you wonder i mean idaho is a team that if the grizz beat the cats and win the conference outright that team's gonna be sulking at five o'clock
3: right 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 totally well that's actually an interesting point because so then they're going to have to – I mean, because they ha- they're going to need – regardless of if they got the auto bet or not in play, they need to win that game for their seeding For their seeding, yeah. yeah.
4: If Eck – I mean, I think that will say a lot about the caliber of Coach Eck is if they have a letdown after yeah. they find out they haven't sealed the deal, right? Like,
3: yeah. I mean, they almost had a letdown yesterday. And they need to pick six at the end of the game to win in Greeley. Yeah. You
0: know, all those people that were doing those calculations <clears throat> last week talking about how much better Idaho – is the Montana, because of their tough their tough win over Sacramento State, then basically saying UM's win over Sacramento State doesn't mean anything. But, you know, Northern Colorado didn't even get 100 yards against Montana. Right, right. I watched them. Like, that picks – I mean, they were driving a score. That game could have been tied. For sure. In the fourth quarter with less For than sure. three minutes to go.
3: For sure. That's the thing, Northern Colorado. But I'm sure Idaho will be two tomorrow. Northern Colorado oh 0-9 or whatever, but, like, they have had – Fourth quarter pick sixes lose them three games this yeah, year. Yeah, 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 Talk about disheartening. The kid threw two pick sixes against Weaver to lose by one touchdown. Right. <laughs> and then life. they threw a pick six against Sac State, and then they threw a pick six yesterday. Are these people. all
0: Sermon? Yes. Oh, man, poor guy. Poor yeah.
5: guy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the Idaho fans like kind of reverse engineering why they're like better than they are. Sort of reminds <laughs> me of that Always Sunny, like when Charlie's got the conspiracy theory <laughs> board up. And there's just, like, strings. Strings everywhere. everywhere the, the meme
5: that's like, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but on these
3: drives, they were so good.
5: <laughs> oh, man. um, I These home games we've been, these two, both the night games, they had a lot of fun in a lot of these games. It was fun, games, right? Yeah. It was a blast there. I mean, the tailgate cool. scene was up early and going. Yeah. There, I was a, to, there
3: was a lot of open seats, but it was it was still
5: you know, loud. There weren't as many open seats as I thought. I, really,
0: I would say maybe twenty five hundred. I don't like.
3: The the part that was weird is that they were like so evenly spread out. It wasn't well, just like little. Sometimes there's like pockets. Top, where top they're, corners. They're, I, yeah.
0: I I judge like how full it actually is by the south end zone, uh, and the south right. end zone was pretty full. Yeah, but you had pockets of missing seats, but, mm. I mean.
5: I, I was pleasantly surprised for compared to what I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be. but I, I mean, like, my, my dad, who's 80, was, like, going to go, going to go, going to go. And then when the wind started picking up and the rain mm-hmm. started rolling in the afternoon, he texted me. He's like, I'm just going to watch from home. So mm-hmm. I wonder if we had a lot of um, older, yeah. fairer weather fans True. who were like, this looks like a game to watch you from could TV. You can get a, could
4: get a <laughs> ticket for, like, $6 on StubHub, like, the hour before the game. Yeah, yeah. And there were a lot of people standing outside
5: check. trying to sell tickets.
3: Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a hard time selling ours last week, for sure.
5: Huh. Um, yeah, yeah the crowd was great though. Uh love seeing the black jerseys since I, you know, called for you it. Called
4: it right. They, they're just they totally call it. Yeah. What do you want next, Brent? I don't know. i got to think about what I, I want. Oh, know. You're like
3: the wish master. Like, what, what, <laughs> yeah. what do you want out of Grinzableto? Do I, <laughs> I have something on Kent. I do. I have deep, dark
4: secrets on Kent and Bobby and right.
3: the
5: whole How about uh,
3: How about we get, like, popcorn service on Media Row for basketball games? <laughs> That's why I'm asking way too much. I'll just go get my own popcorn. That's not that hard. <laughs>
4: you mean you can't... That popcorn's will, pretty get, good. They won't get you popcorn
3: down there? Well, i just go get it, though. I mean, it's not like it's that big of a deal. It only takes... <laughs> 10 minutes. You can't, like, grab one of
5: those, like, little score runner guys and be like, hey, hey, buddy, here's five hey bucks. Buddy,
3: he'll get me some popcorn. <laughs>
5: uh, Grizzly offense puts up, what is it, 547 yards. I just, 300 plus rushing yards.
0: Wow. You know, we had a few people on Twitter tweet us about it, but, I mean, that last touchdown drive, or maybe the second or last, whatever, where it was like, how many plays? 13? Mm-hmm. And it was all runs?
3: Like it's Bobby Oxtrum. I think I I think I counted. I think
5: in the fourth quarter they had like sixteen or seventeen plays on offense. One pass, ninety-seven yard touchdown. Everything else was a run. You can do it. Make it count. Yeah, and 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 the other possession resulted in the score as well.
0: So what is it about the O line? Is this all the splits, or did they did they figure out how to block?
3: I think that they figured out how to rotate. Okay. A lot. I mean, Forbes doesn't come out, but they rotate the guard they spots and the right else. tackle spot quite a bit. Yep. I mean, Cannon Pamphalov is, is he's like a—he's a, a valuable player, man, because like, he can play all three spots, and so he and then he can go in and keep everybody else fresh. I think Liam Brown's made progress. I think Grimsrud's made progress. Walker still leaves something to be desired, but he's just such a—he's so intimidating that I think you know. <laughs> It's just interesting, right? Because their biggest weakness is the pass blocking. But then they finally just figured out, okay, let's just use the guy who can run and just get him out on the edge, and then we don't have to have a pocket, yeah. and it's fine.
5: Outside of, like, the first two possessions against Idaho State where they're like suddenly let's see if this O-line can pass block for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything else seems to be working pretty well. Yeah, But, yeah, yeah. I was really surprised by the yardage. Like, I, you know, you have a 97-yard touchdown. And then there's you know, a couple big runs, Osmo, and I think Gilman had a few, and McDowell had a long one. But I was just like, what, 300 on the ground. I mean, and we were talking about this earlier in the year, uh, and it, it, it even happened once they'd settled on a quarterback, Idaho State, Davis, and Idaho. Uh, the Grizz had the ball in the fourth quarter and needed to run the clock out mm-hmm. and couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. so it came back to the defense to force a tu- turnover to seal the deal. Uh, not the case <laughs> against Sacramento. It was sacked. Couldn't stop a nosebleed in that in the fourth quarter. And it was something to see. It it's was fine. awesome. Yeah. So
4: can I make a confession <clears throat> to you guys?
5: <laughs> Let's hear it.
4: Well, I missed the first half. Whoa! I was.
0: Well, we know because Brent found some of the people you ditched from
4: Shelby. So, <laughs> yeah. and they're like my surrogate parents. Oof. Like if I would have lost my parents tragically, they would have probably raised me. I mean, I had a lot. Of, I have a lot of family. Like, and you ditched them. I was sick, Mike. Okay. <laughs> and I watched the second half on TV. Um, rewatched the game today on off the Willie the Bronco two or yeah. whatever his YouTube channel is. Have you seen that? No. He posts like a ton. Breaks of down the games. FCS game. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. On, uh, on YouTube. But I'm um, too
3: busy listening to three hours worth of the Grizz fan podcast. Why do you hate yourself? <laughs> um, but that's what I listen to when I work out. When, when I pretend I... like I need to argue with you guys in the midst of listening to it. <laughs> yelling at someone Random in the gym again. The and then I, like, then I just text like, these guys like <laughs> 17 responses in a row about <laughs> what they're saying. Um,
4: but anyway, when I, by the time I tuned in into the second half, right? Like when I'm watching this yeah. game live, I could tell like essentially from the first snap of the second half. I was like, oh my God. Like this is not the Sac State team that you prepped us for. Yeah, no. For, like yeah. that was a different squad. Oh, for sure.
3: What if the Montana squad is also different, though? That, I, mean, that, the I mean, most it clearly like, is. The most striking part of what, what Bobby said in the postgame was he said, I cannot wait to play next week because this team has gotten better, so much better each of the last three weeks, and we are going to get that much better again. So what's – go ahead. Uh,
4: well, I was going to say, think about his comments because how many weeks ago did he say – We're aesthetically unpleasing. Davis. Davis. Yes. Davis. We Davis. are oh, no, not as good as we were at this time last year. Oh, yeah. Right? Like
3: he – or he said, he said, we're not built to pull away well, from teams. And you the know? thing that's
0: amazing is we've been waiting in this second round of Hauk for, like, this get better every week kind of, like, run, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it just hasn't come. There have been bits and pieces, but, you know, it, it hasn't come in the second round, like, first round. But it took us, like, abandoning all hope. Like, we sat here and talked about, between any United State like, how boy, this is going to be a painful season. Like, they may win games, but, like, the things that they were struggling with, we legitimately felt like they can't get better. Right. In the season. Yeah. In the season. right. And, I mean, like, it wasn't just us. I mean, like, people who played. Right. And yet, this is now the most improvement that Bobby 2.0 has had.
3: Yes.
4: It's kind of crazy. Does, I mean, has Bobby hit, you know, in the second stint? Has he had a team that has made you more excited than this one? Was it that maybe when we beat Washington, this team's way more excited? Yeah,
0: maybe in that. the in the moment when we beat Washington, you're like you let yourself kind of think like, oh man, but like. They dominated
3: Sac State. So they, they also have eliminated so many of the things that has made them so frustrating over the last several years. <laughs> One of the biggest keys to success in the FCS is having self awareness and being able to diagnose what you do wrong and then fix it. Right. And they refused to believe that some of the things that they were doing was incorrect until now. And then they went and well, fixed almost everything. everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, think about how think about how much of a departure it is for. Basically, the first 11 and three-quarters seasons of Bobby Houck's time at Montana, if they had the ball pinned down against the end zone on the three-yard line, they would just run it and run it and run it and punt and say, we're going to play field position because our defense is so awesome. And instead, they took a shot and scored a 97-yard touchdown. That is a complete departure yeah. from anything Bobby Houck has ever and, done. And,
4: and we had a lead at that point. That's right. Yeah. Still That's right. I still off.
3: did it. But it was like, you know,
0: it's Bobby reading the moment, like sweep the leg, step on the throat, yep. whatever you want. But <laughs> you also heard
4: Cliff McDowell talk about it after the game. Can someone make a meme of Bobby with, like, the Cobra Kai? <laughs> like the
0: so McDowell said it after the game. Like, not only did they go for it, but they ran that play based on something Sac State showed them earlier in the game, right. which honest to God for the last four years yeah. just hasn't felt like something they did exactly. on up, which I know is an oversimplification because I'm sure. sure they did. But like he's like, yeah, if we see that look again, we're going to pump fake to Bergen and you're going to be there. And I don't care. I mean, I debated this a little right. bit in the parking lot after the game, but I think that's the best pass that McDowell's ever thrown in his life.
3: For sure. That we've seen. Absolutely. And that's the part where they've gotten to now was he only has to throw five or six good passes a game and their receivers are so electric. That that's going to be more than enough with the, all, all the, the way they're operating across the board otherwise.
4: I want to say, like, to analyze this a little bit, is, like, where do you rank Clifton McDowell on, like, level of competence among all the quarterbacks we've had in Bobby 2.0? Is he our best quarterback? Oh, in Bobby 2.0. Sneed. Sneeds. Sneeds. Sneed's the best Sneeds. Sneeds the best. And
0: I actually, you, you take last year and you fix some of the things and I, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't I don't rank him up there, but I think that it kind of goes back to the bigger point about this team where it's like it really isn't about
5: one person. That's right. I think I think one thing that's maybe a little challenging for some comparison's sake was I don't think Cam Humphrey and Lucas Johnson had an O line playing like our O line's playing right now, or Eli Gilman. And, and so I think they're – the Or the receivers, I mean,
3: Fonts yeah. is balling right now. Well, again. Kim Humphrey so had the receivers. That's true. I mean, I mean Sammy and Sammy Kim came and Smartory, yeah. for sure. Uh, Sammy went out there this week to go watch Yeah, Sammy's figured. he texted his head? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he, he messes a little bit. So yeah. funny. So. Love it.
4: Well, like I'm wondering if, like, is Clifton McDowell good enough? Is he – is he consistent enough? Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Sometimes I feel like he lacks a little bit for consistency. But is the sure. – It's because you watch the games. Of the squad <laughs> good enough to where, like, we could win it all? I don't know. That seems kind of ridiculous to well, say. But like,
3: I mean, you're asking the wrong guy if you're asking me. I think one team can win the national championship. You think what? South Dakota State's the South only – It's State. 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 No, we know. We no, all know no, no, about no, right. it's, it's South Dakota State. <laughs> And I mean, the reason is it's not just all the. I mean, South Coast State has twenty three seniors, but they also have the best quarterback in the country. Yeah, like they play this definitive style, but like Gronowski the best guy. He's yeah. he's the most proven winner in the country, right? You know, I mean, he's been in the national championship. He's been in the Final Four all three years in yeah. his career.
4: Okay, well then, well then, uh, let been me let me tweak the question. To how far can they go with a competent Clifton McDowell? Like if he's as consistent
3: as he was, depends on what happens with the next two games. If they Sassy. get home, if they get home games, they can go all the way. They could go, go all the way Maddie. to the semis. If not, all the way to the national championship. I think. But I think the dirty little secret right now in the FCS is I actually think that there's only like four or five really good teams, and I think that Montana's one of them, and that's crazy. I didn't. So, well, I didn't think that several months ago, but I think the Cats Furman on that list. I don't know, man. I haven't watched no. Furman enough. Oh, Furman. Yeah. So I South thought Dakota Delaware State. was on the list until last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, South Dakota State. Cats, Cats Grizz, Grizz, I know. Incarnate Word. I'm just kidding.
4: In Northern Iowa,
3: no. um, Southeastern. I mean, this all comes down to home games, right? Yeah. It's just as soon as it's, it's going to be at home. Yeah. Like how many how many road games NDSU ever won on the on, in the playoffs? Not many. One. Yeah. History of their program, and it wasn't during just a national championship. Same year. as us. Shit. We just Grizz have right? only won one. Cats have only won one. NDSU's only won one. I know it's one zero. Home field in the playoffs is just it's, it's a big it. deal. It's yeah. it's the only deal. <laughs> that's, I mean, the only team that's won the national championship in the last 30 years that won on the road yeah, multiple knows. times was Eastern Washington in 2010. Oh, that's right. it. Yeah, yeah, I forgot
4: about
3: that. That's
4: it. Dang, I didn't, I didn't realize it was. I the- guess that's
3: not true. Richmond also won on the road twice that year. But, Assholes. But, I mean, Mon- again, Montana only has one road playoff win ever, and Montana State only has one ever, and NDSU has one ever. And South Dakota State has maybe One.
4: Interesting.
3: I mean, think about the last time South Dakota State had to go on the road. They had to go to Bozeman and they lost. I don't think that South Dakota State was worse than the Cats. They just had to play in Bozeman in December. It's a a bad draw, or it's a great draw if you're the home team. Yeah.
5: Sure. Luke, you know, one thing, the thing that sits in the back of my mind and worries me the most about, and I don't mean to, like, say this direct to Clifton, but we have not seen Clifton McDowell with a two-score deficit in the fourth quarter. That's right. And what that team looks like. Mm. Because I feel like a Montana State with a two score deficit is just gonna keep doing what they're doing unless it's absolutely not working. Because that's just their identity, and they just rip off a few big runs. But the way this team's got built, it's just something that that is like the thing that worries me. If you've got a start of the fourth and it's twenty eight fourteen, can is he that guy that can do that? I don't know. I mean, we're, we're very well made to hit a point where we've got to see that. Maybe not, but, you know. Sure. So that's just that's a an unknown because really we've not seen it.
0: I just think that a good defense is they're, they're going to try and keep him in the pocket and make him throw. Of course. And I mean, it'll just be interesting to see how he reacts because each of the last two weeks, he's, he started really slow. Yeah, and yeah. the strange thing the last two weeks that he seems to have developed that he didn't have earlier in the season is like a fear of making a decision. Mm. But then it goes away. Because mm-hmm. like as the game went on, that's it was like he's like, a baller. He settled I in. I know
3: that like a lot of people think he's limited because he throws like he threw that terrible pick yesterday. I thought that but the, the reason ground. he's a good the reason he's a good player is because he doesn't let that crater in. No,
0: but that's what I'm saying. Like he like he, he he once he settles in, it's like oh okay he's on. But and it's it like goes away. But the last two games he started them where it's just like, dude, make a decision. They're there. Like you gotta totally. you gotta you gotta pull the trigger.
4: We saw. In the fourth quarter, Isaiah Childs. But we didn't see
5: Ayat. Didn't Ayat take two snaps?
3: No.
4: Some, whoever said that was... Well, I
5: did Ayat take you, two I snaps?
3: Don't do you, I don't know. Was he? I, 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 I check just check was, check.
0: was realizing that somebody out of the tailgates after the game told me this, and I was thinking that you and I were in the same conversation, but you were nowhere near. No, he's
5: not listed on the participation chart. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think he did. Hmm. For some reason, I thought he was in for... On the third series, Like it took a few snaps, and they swapped him out. But nope. guess not. I'm wrong. No, he never came in.
4: Mike, does that bother you as a perennial? I love the backup
5: guy. No, because we won the game. But I mean,
4: like,
0: <laughs> it's.
5: We, we <laughs> risked an opportunity to
4: develop the clear beam well, for the moment. This, game wasn't, the this game wasn't
0: about development. This game was about winning.
4: But. <laughs> we had that game one in the fourth. But.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah, Bobby did it on right? purpose. Like, he had. He kept McDowell in, and he had Childs in. Like, Bobby intentionally didn't play a yacht. Because now we're back to Bobby PS, doing his mind games where he's probably not going to play him next week. <laughs> and then he's it's going to be, like, available for the Cats and you're going to see him play. Like, seriously, tell me I'm right. wrong, Coulter. Tell me I'm wrong.
3: I, I think that a lot of times these coaches <laughs> overthink a lot of this stuff. But uh, Mike is... Correct. The... I mean, it, it isn't like the number one define well, one of the number one like characteristics of Grizz fans for the last 30 years is that the backup quarterback is the number one guy. This is not like new, right? <laughs> Mike hey, is no, not no, the I, only one that's I, like I'm this. perfectly satisfied with the game, but like, I'm, I'm just one, saying. Once upon a time, the backup quarterback was Dave Dickinson when Burt Roberger was the starter, and then everybody has been pining for that ever since Dave led the yeah. comeback against South Dakota State in 1993
4: I, or whatever. I just thought when we were up 28 7 in the fourth quarter. thirty-four. But that's quarter.
3: what I'm saying. He did it on purpose. And,
0: well, that doesn't mean it's the right move just because no. he does it on purpose. It, I don't think it was, but he, I, I, I think it was two so things. I don't think it was the right move. I don't think it was the right move. Okay. But I I think it was two things. One, I think that he picked up because he's observant last week that people were like, oh my God, a yada, yada, yada. And... We can't have any of that.
3: So true. And
0: he needs McDowell to be in a good mental place. So it's like McDowell, go out and win a game. I'm need, right, right there. Well, Second, he has a
4: grad assistant that tells him what's on Twitter. <laughs> like, how does Bob know what people are talking about? I hundred mean, percent believe that, but that's neither <laughs> you nor there. It's uh, like, uh, was, like um, I mean, like last week
3: the last week at the Monday presser. This is going into the Sac State game. Junior Bergen was there. And, of course, you know, the TV guys were like Juan Junior Bergen's take on IYOT for their little, you know, soundbite. And Bergen caught the touchdown. So, of course, you ask him. And after one time getting asked, then there was like three follow-ups. And after the second one, Bobby was like, nope, nope. We're not going to do that. I'm taking all the questions about the quarterback. <laughs> <He> doesn't <laughs> want anybody saying anything about IYOT. <laughs> he can feel but seriously, the so one, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like messages Making
0: sure that your starter has the confidence. Yeah. Which check.
3: That's actually Left good us. coaching. Right? I believe that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't have a problem with it. Like because if, if he's gonna be your main guy, whatever. But the other piece is I genuinely believe that Bobby is all I bet we don't see him next week. Maybe we do. But I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then it's like oh he's a surprise again at the cat game, even though the cats are gonna watch the film. They're gonna know that he was okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah. The but cats like that's know the name.
5: Like we said, like, like, Colter, like you said an hour ago, I, Sacramento State made a mistake putting their freshman in. Like, yeah. like, like that was – it was 7-7. and They gave him a series, and they But, I mean, three the counter to
0: that is against Northern Colorado, fifth series, 0-0, and we put him in, moves the ball – they should have. Won- they should have kicked a field goal. Right. Comes in the next series, leads a touchdown. So, right. do you think, different opponent. Do you think Clifton was just yeah. take, dropping a deuce or something? Is that what it no? They, they, said, they said they said after the game that he was supposed to start on the fifth series. So. Reverse it. Yeah. Of course, they were going to say Clifton yeah.
4: had to drop a deuce. Oh <laughs> my god. We planned it all along. Oh, we told him not to use the bathroom that before. The pee, right? There's a little outhouse beneath the stairs right there. Oh, is yeah, there? You're not gonna, I always wondered that. You're not going to drop a. And
0: yeah, it's thing. like half cut. Have you never seen it? No, I guess I've never seen yeah. it. It's just tucked in beneath uh, one of the, the stairwells on their Grizzly side. Those poor athletic
4: oh. training students. I oh, have, oh have to so, clean that out. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Gross. <laughs>
5: Alright, so there were multiple historic things at this game. Yes, there were. There is the longest pass in Grizzly history.
3: Which I knew right away because for some reason I knew that stat. Yeah. Do you know the Answer to the trivia question, who had the previous record? It's Jimmy Ferris. Jimmy Ferris.
0: Yeah, Colter, have you Ferris. been on Twitter no, today? I it's thought all you were talking there. about the previous <laughs> previous record, like yeah. who's they broke. No, no, no.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Ferris, yeah. 97. Yeah. yeah. Portland State. So Matt Wells before him, right? Uh, I think that's right. Okay.
5: Um, Bobby Hawks sets winning a Big Sky coach. We kind of saw and knew that one was coming. Uh, I don't. This is not a record of any sort, but I don't know if I've ever seen – 200 people get unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. Dude. <laughs> How
2: stupid. <is> that? <laughs> what are we
5: doing? So this is my thing, like my uh, my uh, crazy, like, what the hell happens next. But there's a small part of me that wanted another dust-up to happen.
3: It, then, so the, 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 they just had to eject, like, 60 people? Is the game over? <laughs> like, Can you imagine the pandemonium if, like, the starting lineups for both teams got thrown what out? What they threw
5: everybody out?
3: Oh man.
4: <laughs> That's a forfeit? Of all the things that that I had thought about That was after, the weirdest after, thing after like It was like, so weird. The blanket, you know, like ruling. Everyone's got on sports mic. Well I didn't I hadn't thought about that. But yeah. I actually kinda of thought it probably worked. Yeah. Like I think
5: I think I, I think you're right, but so we've seen everyone. We've seen instances. This is why I was asking you the pregame. Mm-hmm. You see stuff on TV, right? Like yeah. pregame warmups, and these these two teams are drawn, blah blah. Yeah, big yeah. fight breaks out, yeah. and then the, the refs get together. And we've I, we haven't seen this in Montana, but I've seen it on TV where they say, okay, everyone is starting. It's like you're a one and done warning, right? So I've seen that.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never seen it in game. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. We we tried to ask both the coaches about it in the post game press right. conference, N- not like what did you think of them doing that, but how do you coach? Yeah, from that point, I mean, that's a legitimate question that I actually sure. thought both coaches would answer because you do have to be like, hey guys, right? We have to adjust a little bit the way we play. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, you c- there was a couple times like the Grizz just run through people yeah. like, when they're tackling. <laughs> there was a couple times when ball carriers were on the sideline where you could see like there was one where Nash Bounce could have just smoked the dude. And he, he just yeah. made sure to just push him out instead of just leveling him because yeah. he didn't want to get a late hit or like yeah. a personal foul. Mm-hmm. And it was on Saks' sidelines too, so that probably would have been another riot. Oh my God.
4: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of was like, I like this for a situation where the game's clearly getting chippy. Yeah. But that was like the first fracas. That was like the first thing. But the game
5: didn't seem chippy before that. I mean, there was right. the targeting ejection, which seemed justified, but those happen almost weekly anymore now um it just didn't seem to me like
4: i was just thinking in a chippy game yeah that sort of like blanket uh issuance might be super effective but like at that in our game at that point in time i was like that i just don't know why if you can't
0: figure it out you don't put on the coaches say hey both coaching staffs have personal have yeah, unsportsmanlike right, context, right. cuz you're responsible for maintaining
5: so, the control. That'd be even more funny if they ejected all the coaches. <laughs> <laughs> player player run practice player run game. Um, but Price I'll tell you like and this interesting.
0: <laughs> this will be interesting to see what um the big state conference does with this, but you know I sit in the north end zone, so it's like you're you're looking at the yeah, field yeah. that way. I would say at least half of Sac State's team Ram. left the sideline and started running over to the other side of the field right i people, mean people watching on tv didn't really see that that is beyond like just like uh, offsetting fouls like sure like whatever's going on the sideline sidelines concerning duh, 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 sure. but you're not making it any better by running over there right and that's a legit. I mean, that, that's a suspension now i'm sure they won't do a thing
3: but there's gonna have a lot of stuff to review do you guys see all the stuff in bozeman yesterday I know. So after Julius, well, Davis, there a, Julius we don't,
0: Davis scored... A, we're not cat fans. Colbert. Julius cat Davis Colter. scored... You're the cat fan here.
3: <laughs> 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 I got to watch him for my job. Thank uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. Okay. Julius okay. Davis My scores. favorite thing is that the Grizz don't think he's a cat
0: fan, and the cat times. fan yeah, thinks he's a right, he's gonna right. Be
3: Uh Julius Davis scores a touchdown in the first half. And, the, and uh, this is also going to be something that the league's going to have to review and that the FCC is probably going to review. But they pan to Julius Davis after he scores a touchdown on the sidelines, and he's doing double bird... And, like, you could read his lips every F-word you could possibly imagine. So that that happens. This is before halftime. And then after the game, there's a full-on fight in the post-game handshake. Oh. So then I asked around what Whoa. happened. Whoever Julius Davis was given the bird to spit in his face his in face. the I saw, yeah. post-game handshake line. And then they got a brawl. So the league's going to have a lot of How stuff to review. did this not
0: make the news or did I just not see it?
3: Uh... One of the Chronicle guys, or one of the, the Bobcat, like, beat writer guys, either Vic or Braden, Vic Forrest or Braden Shaw, I think yeah. they tweeted about it. Okay,
2: all
3: right. I don't know. I asked Tom Stuber about it, and who's our guy at Skyline, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said... Um, Tom's got me blocked. He, <laughs> if Stuber's listening to this, which he's definitely not, but unblock Brent. <laughs> <granted. laughs>
5: um, it's fine. I don't,
3: uh, yeah, they're going to have to review all that. I don't know what you do there. Huh. The at least, sa- it's, at least uh, it's two weeks before the rivalry game. <sighs> That'd be sure. so lame if multiple oh, yeah. players oh, got that thrown suck. out before yeah. the rivalries. Montana, Montana, and UC Davis sack That would all that would be dumb all the way around. That
0: Although maybe dumb. they'll just take the attitude of, like, oh, there are two fights and let's just issue a broad warning to every team in the league. Right. And be just as chicken shit as the calls were. Right. Issuing, <laughs> we're like, to everybody on both teams. Mm-hmm. And just
5: be like, no fighting. And then... Mm-hmm. So then they don't have to sort it out.
2: Yeah. I mean,
5: the, I mean, the UM police ran over to that fight. Like... Whoa! That I I, I didn't, didn't see, see get... that at first, but when they were clearing it back out, I noticed the two police safety right.
3: officers we have were at midfield. My immediate was... thought when it was like ha- the ruckus was ha- happening is the, all the Grizz coaches on the sidelines stand like in the middle part. Yeah, I was like, where are the coaches? Yeah, because a whole bunch of guys getting each other's faces that all have pads and helmets on is one thing, but like just a bunch of guys in street clothes—that's <laughs> like a dangerous situation. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Bobby was just standing there, just like almost unbothered. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> like, no, no, that's everybody. why we had to ask him about how he's going to coach after they put everybody on high alert. Because, I mean, he said this as quarterback club. I know he has. He's also said it in press hours. He's like, yeah, not all penalties are created equal. You know, like the Hunter McGinnis penalty in Idaho. He's like, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Give us more of those, you know. But you can't do that if that means that guy's going to get thrown out. Right. <laughs> so that, that was a first
4: here's here's a unpopular opinion for a Grizz fan i either think junior Bergen must have lost his purchase he might have slipped on something or he like completely tried to sell the tackle or the push into the sideline oh because his he sort of like flailed around like, oh, yeah like a little like I yes, he flailed. He flailed, and I'm
3: he did. Like, he did. I that noticed that rewatching it today.
4: Was that on purpose? Okay, so or so did he like legitimately purpose. lose? You
3: guys will think this his is balance, a... but he doesn't lose his balance. He's
4: the most athletic guy. Field, <laughs> right, right, like, right. right. He's never <laughs> lost his balance. Right,
3: right. Here's a funny story. So I didn't know this. Did you guys know that they replayed the games on terrestrial television on Sundays? No. Hmm. Okay, so I, I walk into my fiance's grandparents' house. Uh, it's your grandpa's 88th birthday. It's uh, and grandma's 86. And Grandma's watching the Grizz game. Live. It looks like it's live. And I'm like... She's like, oh, do you know who won this? And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I was there last I was night. There. And she's like, oh, well, I don't know, so don't tell me. And she, like, pauses it. And...
2: Uh, I love that. <laughs> right?
3: And, and I was like, Darlene, I am so impressed that you set up your ESPN Plus and you're streaming this she's like oh heavens no I would never know how to do that she's like this is on the terrestrial television I was like wow I had no idea that they replayed it anyways that was what I rewatched the Bergen thing multiple times because I had her replay because that was the part of the game that was on when I was out there I just had no idea it's a great service for older people to be able to just watch it the next day I thought that was awesome that's amazing
4: yeah he definitely flailed right yeah right
3: right he was trying to sell. Also, product. how great is that? That she lives such a disconnected life that she had no idea who won or not, and was just oh totally God. organically watching the game in the um, middle of a Sunday afternoon, happy as a clam. I'm awesome. so jealous. <laughs> I know, I right? say, That sounds delightful. <laughs> it sounds delightful. No spoiler alert ever. She's just watching the game, having, having a soda. <laughs>
5: Doesn't open up Twitter. Doesn't get any results. <laughs> never even heard of Twitter.
3: Yeah, yeah you've never opened up X. <laughs> she doesn't even have a cell phone. You got a her on the landline. <laughs>
5: um, and of course, then, after, thanks to the unsportsmanlike, the sack player that gets ejected was the kid yes. whose foot was out of bounds last can, year. Can we just oh pause boy. for a second How and take that? this
0: as a moment to say two things? One, your quote tweeting <laughs> your tweet from last year. <laughs> furious about he was effing out with like update ejected was just incredible twitter content but you post fun wins with just a little bit of liquid courage in you are so enjoyable like i stayed around the tailgates for a long time i got home so i was getting in bed at like one o'clock and i'm just like scrolling through twitter like Making sure that our followers see all your great work.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so Amazing. I, I had not used the bookmark feature of Twitter. Mm. And then, actually, Mike, uh, it was used against me last year by Thorny with the RNR and r CatCast, oh. who bookmarked my tweet from 2021, calling Brent Vegan Rob Ash 2.0. Whoa. And, of course, then Thorny retweets it last year. After the game, and you know, rightfully so, I get absolutely dunked on, uh, <laughs> and so you know, I was like, "Wow, how do you how do you remember that?" And it's like, "Ah, bookmarks." So a little bit. Of I
4: don't. I don't think he should have been ejected. For well
5: He's but it's unsportsmanlike for taking a helmet off on the field. He
4: threw his helmet down with
5: one it's second. to yeah, go. Yeah, no, now I get
4: it. It's dumb. And he was pissed that his team couldn't run a play. Well, that was in the thing. Then the team like
5: got they got to fight with each other. Yeah. It's weird, man. As a par- I just
4: I just
0: think that, like there are teams as a parent of a fifth fifth, grade, fifth grader and a, a um, occasional youth sports coach I would say that if anybody ever takes off their helmet or hat or glove or whatever, and chucks it at the ground because they're mad at their coach. They should get ejected.
2: This is oh, a fifth grade Grow
0: up,
3: Michael. Grow up. <laughs> it was bad timing too, like especially they'd already done that. Oh, I knew exactly football. what happened because
0: I was like, dude, that just get through it. The ref right. goes to throw his flag. I was like, oh, that guy's getting if ejected. If
3: you were that mad, just go to the locker room. It's like four it's, seconds left in the you know, first half, right? Just go punch the paper towel thing throw, in the locker throw, room with morning. no refs around, yeah. right? Oh,
5: I think. I think at halftime, Sack knew they lost the game. I mean, I know, Colter, you said, because they put that little drive together, but then mm-hmm. they shanked that field goal. Mm-hmm. I think at halftime, they knew they lost the game already. I mean... Well, they went into
0: halftime. I mean, they were fired up. They were yelling at each other. They were yelling at the fans. They were...
4: They they, yeah, they didn't use 20 minutes to, like, make adjustments. They used half of that to settle everyone down, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they had to.
5: Yeah, probably so. I bet they went back and had a powder keg waiting for them in that room, right, that had already...
3: Who do they play this week? Oh, Cal Poly. Yeah, they'll get right yeah. after that. Yeah, <laughs> have
5: fun, Cal Poly. <laughs> then, they <laughs> then they play
1: Davis.
0: Is it at Davis or at? I think it's Zach. in Davis.
3: It is at Davis. Con- Causeway classic. 70th edition. Well, there you go.
4: How big of a how big of a trap game is this upcoming week for us? Uh, the biggest trap game of trap games
5: ever.
3: Wow. See, I just totally disagree. Wait, okay. I'm usually the Coulter. one that's like trying to talk okay. to you guys about the. Okay, here's culture is the I king of receipts. Do you want me to read some
5: text <laughs> about, <laughs> your comments true. about I, it's Portland true. State's I've quarterback? Been saying it's for true. weeks it's and <laughs> nice.
0: I've been saying for weeks and weeks that I think this is a trap game, and I worry about it. But here's why I don't think they're going to fall into the trap. Yeah. Because Robbie Howe is on the other side. Wow! And I Ooh. guarantee you that Bobby is going to, to make a thing mm. out of that with mm. the team. Gosh,
3: might mention Cooper's dad too. Who's falling on the sword tomorrow at the press conference and asking Rob- Bobby about Robbie? He's gonna be. It's gonna be like it's be, all you guys. You're, you're <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> your
0: brother, one of you guys, now wants to screw up our season. <laughs> yeah. He's going to make a
4: thing out of it. It's um, you know, Bobby. Now that you hold the record for most wins in the Big Sky, we can probably say no one knows it better than you. Uh, how familiar you are? How familiar you? I can't say that. Familiar? Yeah. Are you with uh, the opposing team's coaching staff? <laughs> <laughs> and who has the biggest penis? <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ!
4: It's too early for this. Uh,
2: yeah, no, this uh, is
5: still hour yeah. one, guys. Uh, you know,
4: I always think, I, I always think every dad should do this, because when your kid's about, just three, the guy with no kids. Boys, I know, right? Well, I want you guys all to do this because you have sons. Maybe Colter, you have a son somewhere. Now, I'm, <laughs> but by, at, like age twelve, when your kids first hit in puberty, and like, you know, like body part things are becoming aware, you just accidentally let your kid, like, see your Johnson. Oh my because, god! <laughs> Michael,
5: what are you talking
4: Listen, because he'll remember it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be like, he'll be like, my dad was hung like a horse. Oh my <laughs> right. god! He'll think oh my so god! I'm saying is Michael. <laughs> just one just this just one, one has one. to be marked explicit now
5: <laughs> this one's getting the explicit mark in the pot
4: oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he'll go and look at it and be like what what just what? happened my friend <laughs> My dad's insane. Oh. And will never forget it. And then I think, I, I am it.
5: happy you don't have kids right now. <laughs> and then 20 years later, when you're the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, and he's the safeties coach You'll, of the Portland State.
4: Yeah. No. You guys will make eye contact. No. Across <laughs> the field.
5: <laughs> but he's on the sideline. Uh. He's like... Yeah. Oh,
2: my, oh,
5: my God.
3: He what is their happening?
5: Okay,
0: we might have to edit oh. this part out.
3: Oh man! <laughs>
0: the first week after we got all
5: that great press in <laughs> the pulp, right? Oh, got man. all these new listeners, uh, and here's they're a move. Be like, "Oh my god, what? Man. <laughs> Jesus!" Uh, did you see that Robbie tweeted? This feels like 2008.
3: I thought that was so fascinating because, of, of course, as a Grizzle alum, he's certainly allowed to have his own opinion. I just couldn't believe that that was happening. From an, a – I I know opinion. he's. I know he's Bobby Houck's son. I but, get it. Yeah, but like. You're imagine the a, you are a imagine coach of, another, coach team of another, another team, like commentating <laughs> on the, the Grizz on Twitter. If, besides if, this guy, right? I know it's just interesting. If Cooper Barnum was an
5: assistant coach and Barney had some sort of thing, you know, and, right. and Like, and we were playing him that week, and Cooper,
3: okay, let's complimented have the, let's have the 2008 versus 2009 debate because I know why they want to say this is 2008 because they played it a D2 teams close, and then they lost their first game of the yeah. conference on the road. Didn't have an identity. Yeah, but 2008, they had a pro quarterback in Cole Berkowitz. They yeah. had multiple guys that were returning All-Americans like Colt Anderson. That's There's been rehashed that that team had like an underdog mentality. That's not huh. true. If you ask Andrew Schmidt, that team was absolutely expecting to win the national championship. 09 mm-hmm. is the more comparable comparison. Not in the scheduling, but in the the makeup of the team. They had a whole bunch of underdog Montana guys that all had their best years as seniors. Like Palmers, Sean Lebsock you know Brandon Fisher like guys Shan Schillinger they were playing a Mariani that all played way above their heads I don't know I just think in terms of roster construction and Bobby's system working the more apt comparison is 2009 I, I agree see. with that two quarterbacks <laughs> kind of right sell yep. selly boy and roper roper over roper. roper roper over roper man I have not one but two stories that I can follow up your little assertion with. We're going to say no, until it until the microphones are completely yeah. <laughs> off. Thank you, Coulter, for understanding decency on the uh, Can I make one point Luke, about Luke, our sponsors the, are
0: going to drop us now. You're right.
3: <laughs> Just one quick point about the all-time wins record. I love Jerome Sowers. Jerome Sowers has done a lot for me in my career. He's been wonderful to me forever. He's an, such an awesome guy to talk football with. He's such a great dude. He
5: was on the staff of the 95 Championship. Right, like, I, mean, he like was, like I know people in Missoula,
3: I know older Grizz fans love him because oh, yeah. he was yeah. around Missoula forever. He's, he's buddies with my father-in-law, yeah. It's way better for the Big Sky Conference's reputation to have a guy that is 124 and 35 have the all-time wins record than a guy that is 123 and 120.
0: That is such a crazy man I mean, Jerome
3: Sowers was the all-time leader in wins and also and the losses. all-time leader in losses. losses. Like, you know, like...
5: Hey, Brett Favre was I mean, the leader in touchdowns and interceptions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> like Sowers has the,
3: the league wins record with 85, right? He also lost 77 league games. Like, how many league games has Bobby lost? Like, 25? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's... <laughs> it's. a good point. So it's, it's just better for the league, you know? Like you know, you look at the bigger the body of work. I mean, Coach Hauke yeah. is getting yeah. close to 100 games above 500 at Montana, That's or wild. above, yeah, above yeah. 500. You know, like how That's many amazing.
4: Games in a row can he lose and still be above 500? Right.
3: Like he could lose 90 games in a row and be above 500. <laughs> yeah. it's pretty you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. <incredible>. <laughs> you're right? God, crazy.
4: Can you bring that up in quarterback club?
3: God, can I wish I could. Culture's in not invited club. since not in he's five. a cat fan. But once I, you know. Strike it big <laughs> after I write my book or something. I'm going to just buy myself a membership to quarterback club so they can't tell me I can't come. What's our book about? Coach Marty invites me every week. And I'm like, Marty, if you touch me Marty doesn't come to court. I know he doesn't because he does my show instead. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? He's not there. I know. Uh, what's the book about? Can I tease this on here? Uh, this has been a long-term project, but I've been thinking about this and, and incrementally working on this for a long time. So a couple different folds. One, I... Uh, I am the director of biographies for the Montana Football Hall of Fame. We helped found this, yep. uh, I think, you know, eight years ago now.
5: One of our pod questions is when's your when's your thing coming out? So.
3: Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, so. Uh... Oh, good.
2: Sorry. has got me.
3: Not that thing. Talk about your <laughs> book, <blood, third laughs> Okay, save so, us. So, so I, I've written bios on a, a variety of guys that uh, are from Montana that that then went on to play professional football. So I've done a lot of legwork just on that dynamic. Aside, I also have um, a friend who also is, a, I guess, a colleague you could say, sort of uh, secondarily, but she did her PhD study. In sociology, on the dynamic of people from tiny little towns that have college degrees. So, people from places like Shelby or Chester or Glendive or whatever. And the study was on two two different types of people people that are from there, left and go to college, and then came back. That's relatively common. Mm -hmm. But more fascinating, people with college degrees that aren't from there. Like someone with a college degree that works as a doctor in Chester, you know, or something like that. In the midst of this sociological study, she found this fascinating statistic that 55% of NFL players over the last 30 years are from towns of 40,000 people or less. That same projection is not even close to true for any other professional sport in America. Hmm. The vast majority of guys in the NBA are from... Giant metropolitan areas. The vast majority of Major League Baseball players are from warm weather climates. And the hockey model is probably interesting, but it's way more Mm, conglomerated because you're from cold weather places. So you're certainly from rural places, but you're also from really cold places. I just thought that was fascinating. Well, then you take that model and you apply it to Montana – and it's almost 100%. And granted, there's not that many towns in Montana of over 40,000 people, so it is a little bit skewed. But if you look at all the guys that have gone to the, the NFL from Mon- from the state of Montana over the last 30 years, most of them are from tiny towns. Mark is from Havre. Casey Fitzsimmons is from Chester. Duane Edwards is from Columbus. Chan Schillinger is from Baker. Chase Reynolds is from Drummond. You know, on down the line, there's... There's one guy from in the last 30 years from Missoula that made it to the NFL. There's zero guys from Billings. So think about that. It's crazy, right? One from Bozeman. Uh, two from Bozeman, Brock Hoyle and, and Dave Fletcher. Fletcher. But, but Bozeman fits the model for when those guys were growing up because Bozeman was less than 40,000 people when they were growing up. Butte, small, two. Troy, so, Troy Anderson right? Dylan. Troy Anderson Dylan, right? Okay, yeah. so the here's the book. The book is alternating <laughs> chapters on place and person, place and person. So we picked 15 Montana towns. From Dylan to Glendive to Chester to whatever, and then the person. So, my chapter is about Mike Person. Her chapter is about Glendive. My chapter is about Troy Anderson. Her chapter is about Dylan. And like the sociological. I didn't read this book. Right. Like yeah. the sociological and psychological things that go into it. Right. And so we, I have several theories about this, but you know, it's like the it's like the Mark Mariani story. He came on my show last week before he got inducted into the Montana Athletics Hall of Fame, and we talked about how like the balance between the world thinking that he was an underdog, like Mark didn't know he was an underdog until he got to Montana. Like Mark is a four-time state champion in tennis and won three football championships and two basketball championships. Like the guy did nothing but win. Like he was the best athlete that he knew yeah. until he got to Montana. It's the same thing with Shan Schillinger. Like, yeah. oh, I'm from middle of nowhere, Montana. But like, I don't know. I've only lost one football game in my life. Like Shan, Shan went 49-1 and in high school. So there's that winning mentality. There's also the multi-sport thing. There's also the small town thing. There's the discipline that comes from being small town. Most of these guys are coaches' kids. That's also a factor. There's the ag part, the working class part. So anyways, we're going to hash this out. But this is something I've been working on for a while. I think I'm going to be able to repurpose a lot of my Football Hall of Fame bios and just kind of extrapolate those. So. I have no idea when I'm actually get, get, gonna get around to diving fully into this, but this is certainly something that's gonna happen, and I think people would be very awesome. interested by it, right?
4: I love this idea. This, right? is, this is right
0: up your alley. Well, totally. Just
4: the notion of having like a winner's mentality, and like, right. I remember we had this psychologist at UM, maybe was a neuropsychologist studying Drosophila, the fruit flies, mm. and. <laughs> they have fights they have boxing matches <laughs> fruit flies do huh. and if you track winners and losers like you know like the winners have like an edge over like food and stuff but you can like skew the results you yes. can, like you can like doctor uh their their boxing abilities like you can manipulate you can maim them essentially to make Flies win. You
0: introduced performance-enhancing
4: drugs to fruit flies? Not me. <laughs> Neuro, you know those dirty scientists, man. <laughs> but anyway, there's something fruit fly like, boxing's always been. Peered. It was like it was like fruit flies. <laughs> fruit flies could get momentum and like did they gain p- a psychological edge? Yeah, right. Is essentially, what she was saying. And so, like the professor was talking about the utility of small wins in your life. And like how it can like carry over to other things, but you think about it—you come from a small town, mm-hmm. and you you dominate your class A mm-hmm. like landscape because you're an exceptional athlete. You Great. come to UM and you're like, I'm a winner, and everyone's like, No, 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 no. who are you? You're from a backwater of the Highline.
3: That's why that 2009 Grizz team was so sweet because they had so many dudes from so many winning programs in Montana high schools. <laughs> They all red-shirted together and lived in the dorms and formed – I mean, that Montana poster from 09, I think is the most iconic Grizz poster of our lifetimes because it is the least glitzy and glamorous poster ever. They're all wearing just maroon T-shirts that just say Montana, and that's it. And there's like 26 seniors in that picture, and like 23 of them are from Montana. Those guys all lived in – Craig and Miller together – and they, every single one of them, besides Brandon Fisher, redshirted. And they all made it to the end, and they went on this epic run. And, you know, I mean, of course, Shan went to the NFL. Mark went to the NFL. But, like, most of those guys were playing far above their heads. You know, like, Marianne was cracking me up when he was on my show last week. He's like, we didn't win the pregame once. Not one time did we roll out there, and everybody was like, <laughs> yeah. who are those guys? Those guys are scary. But then after they played us, they were like, yeah, those guys are pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Mark and Shan with like their fourteen inch biceps, you know, like these guys are, but well, they're like the fastest dudes ever, and they know how to win.
4: I remember trying to talk Mark out of playing college football because he was so little, and I was like, "They're gonna, they're gonna kill you, bro." Yeah, Yo, well, you like,
3: run four four, it's okay. You're okay. Yeah, he was on, nice. he was on <laughs> Mike's you. floor
4: as a freshman. Oh, nice. Mike was his RA, and we were at a floor snack, and he's like, "I think I'm gonna do winter football," and I was like, "Don't do it, dude." <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get murdered, you got thirty inch hips. And he's like, oh, I think I'm gonna do it and like thank God he did, right? But yeah. Um, yeah, he was not intimidating looking, but good luck touching that guy. Yep. I couldn't I couldn't tackle him in a phone book in a <laughs> phone, booth. phone booth. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Alright. Well, anything more on the game?
0: I was trying to think. Um no, I mean I just love the way the defense is coming on. Um, Miss another extra point, that's concerning.
3: We
4: had our really love Ram- Bergen Ramos yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
4: boy, I
5: missed that,
0: and it was fun to see the offense. They
3: rotated a
5: kicker.
0: No, no Ramos uh, played
5: the
3: whole. Ramos game. Ramos played the whole game. What's up with Glasgow? He he left the previous game.
0: Yeah, I think he's I think he's hurt.
3: Oh wow, okay, I totally missed that. I was awash in the nowheresville of Kibby Dome.
0: Oh yeah. I know because it's cheering for your team. You, you might say I have are a stable of tea. It's just another reason not to cover the grids. Oh my god. Uh,
3: here's another funny story for you guys because Mike doesn't have an iPhone. I already Br- love the story. Britt Brent Brit Br- Br- has been like trying to back in his way to buying Mike an iPhone so no, that we god. could have a- <laughs> so we could have group decks that aren't on uh Colter, SMS. can I interrupt
5: you before your story? Sure, Mike. When you uh, are Missoula's mayor, will you move the whole city to iPhones?
0: No. <laughs> okay. It's so exclusive <laughs> The reason the text messages suck Is because the iPhone technology Won't it's share It's true
3: It's true. Oh, it's, true. Oh, it's not the cost Google it's, side yeah. it might cost some well, Between between uh, Plumber Sorry. Idaho and the Kibby Dome like There's no cell service oh, yeah, I don't know how There's, there's there, no yeah. cell service And then in the Kibby Dome Especially when it's sold out There's also no cell service They haven't done any Wi-Fi boosters Or anything there Because they've only had two sellouts In 30 years or whatever So this
0: is a problem hmm. So you Because we're on a thread And I'm an Android You can't can't get those messages. So this is so
3: funny when I, I Because I'll I, tell you
0: what I get everybody's messages online
3: huh. Yeah okay there you go maybe yeah, we should start Because Google standards. doesn't suck <laughs> So so I didn't get any of your guys' messages until that I left Moscow to drive back down to where I was staying in Worley, and I get, like, 99 messages all about Iyot. I hope you read them all. <laughs> I hope awesome. you read every single oh, one. Oh, I absolutely did. I got my whole phone hooked up. I got so many. I must have got over 100 messages just about the Grizz game, and probably 90% were about <laughs> Most of us okay. were under
0: the impression that you covered the Grizz. So. <laughs> Holy
3: shit, <this> was awesome. <laughs> Um,
0: Andrew has been a great hire for you. He does right. a good job.
3: Andrew, Andrew's game story yesterday was great.
5: He, he does. He writes a great was, gamer. I thought it was really
3: good. Yeah, I thought his analogy about Halloween and the Grizz being the scariest team in the country. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's quality. Yeah, yeah. And I do put
0: that out, out there because I we love to pick on you, but Skyline does great work. Well, thank you. And in our article, that was all about us. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> it was, it was it wonderful. Was Chad gave you a nice shout-out. Yeah, I called know, you I, the I, most connected reporter in the conference. I know. I also
3: said, by far the most professional outlet. I thought that was great. Thanks, Chad Dundas. I always looked up to you, buddy. <laughs> uh-huh. saw Chad at the Good Food Store today. All right. Yeah. I need to start seeing Chad at, like, the Dram Shop instead of the Good Food Store. Yeah, they don't, we'll that's where fun. we sell Don't start have a buy <laughs> a sandwich, <laughs> have to yeah. buy a yeah.
5: beer. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's all I got on sex tape. Okay, perfect. So let's do a quick look around the conference here, and then we can, uh, yeah. Jump right in? Do our thing. Uh, Like we said, Idaho beats Northern Colorado by 14, thanks to a late pick six. Mm -hmm. Um, Eastern Washington beats Cal Poly. Weber State beats Idaho State. UC Davis beats Portland State. Um, Cats beat Northern Arizona. But this is the funny thing about this. Northern Arizona covers the spread.
3: Backdoor covers. Thanks
5: to two touchdowns from none other than Kenny Britt. Kenny Daniel Brick. Yeah, that's, I, mean, I called him Kenny as a joke. But yeah. Kenny, Kenny Rick comes Kenny in and Benny goes Britt. three for four passing for 57 yards and two touchdowns and leads the team in rushing with 41 yards.
3: Backdoor cover.
4: Backdoor cover, baby.
3: How about NAU playing four quarterbacks this year? They brought in the Cal transfer that the Grizz almost got, Kai Milner, and instead nice. they went to NAU. Yeah. Then they go 0-3. He throws three picks in the first half against Utah Tech, gets benched. Then they roll with the freshman, Adam Devante. He beats the Grizz. Jeez. And then for whatever reason, they decide that this guy is whatever. So then they go with another freshman and this Angel Flores kid. It's <laughs> all over the place. And then Britt plays spot minutes. It's, since he's been healthy, he's like their wildcat guy.
1: It's this weird, is the man. defensive
3: coaches just overthinking it, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
5: Uh, so flipping to the other side, then looking ahead to this week, we'd already run through these with James. I think a couple of these we can hit pretty quick. Uh, Idaho goes to Weber State. I assume Idaho's going to win. Weber State has zero offense. Uh, so here, will Idaho have more than forty minutes of time of possession? In the game?
3: Whoa! <laughs> they don't. Uh, yeah, they're I mean, just going to punt the ball. They're just going to go three and out and punt. They. Weber looked good on offense on Saturday, but that's because they so. played Idaho State. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Idaho State's so random though because Idaho State is so random. Because Idaho State objectively looked good against the Grizz. I know people didn't want to believe that they were good, but they looked like they played hard. They also played hard when they beat them. I mean, I've watched the... When I was in Sacramento, I had literally nothing to do because the Grizz had a bye, and so and the cat game wasn't until 8.30 at night. So I'm sitting there like, what am I going to do? So we watched the entire Portland State-Idaho State game. Oh, my God.
5: Yeah, you're texting us. <laughs> <laughs> and,
3: and my takes on Dante Sashire were completely falling apart because Idaho State's just destroying this guy. And, and But anyways, Idaho State's looked so good. Not so good, but they've looked pretty good at times. Like they did against the Grizz, against Portland State, and then they gave up 51 to Sac State, and then they got yeah. diced by Weber yesterday. So it's it's yeah. like they're just all over the place.
5: They are. They are.
3: Uh, anyways, Idaho's going to beat
5: me. I think Idaho's going to win. Luke, Mike, you guys the same? Yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, the game everyone cares about, Northern Colorado, goes to NAU. I guess NAU.
0: I mean, it's probably NAU, yeah. but they're such a weird team.
3: And I mean, also, like, is Northern Colorado really just going to go 0 Yes. When's the last time a team went 0 like, Idaho State was so bad last year, they still – and their coach was, like, no-showing games and stuff, and they still they went 1-10. One, one yeah,
5: yeah, that's right. They, won.
3: they beat Cal Poly.
0: <laughs> Where is that coach now?
3: Charlie Raggle? He's at Arizona idea. State. He's at Arizona State. He went back to Arizona State. Oh, that's right. He went with uh, Dillingham and yeah. Bo Baldwin. That's right. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing there, <laughs> Lucas? <laughs> He's busy oh, guys. yeah, see,
3: there you go. It's straight Montana. Ah,
5: yeah. uh, Okay, Cal Poly goes to sack. Sack. Sack, right. Davis goes to Idaho State. Idaho State. I think Davis is going to win that game.
3: Okay, can I follow up on the – remember when I told you guys that if you Google Cody Hawkins, the first thing that comes up is that he took Taylor Swift to prom? Taylor Swift on a date, yeah. I boldly asked Cody Hawkins about that on live radio. Time uh, he came on the show, and he just started laughing. He's like, Oh, I haven't Googled myself in a long time, I guess, because that's definitely not me, but that's pretty cool. He's like, You can go ahead and tell whatever <laughs> ah, you want that I did. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my He's God. like, I grew up in Boise, man. I was not in Nashville when I was a sophomore oh, in high school or, so or Texas or wherever she's from, but she was certainly not in Boise. So, I
5: mean, a name Cody Hawkins isn't like right. It's just funny because yeah. the picture looks like it.
3: the picture, like, looks so like it could kind of be him. I don't know. I mean, if I'm him, I'm definitely just telling people oh, that and be yeah. like, you don't I believe me, Google it. it. <laughs> um,
5: does anyone think Eastern Washington can give Montana State a game? No. It?
3: No? Not it's me. such a bad matchup because they can't. Like Eastern's biggest weakness is they can't stop the run. Yeah.
4: And they can't run. <laughs> and it's they can't. Grass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's in Bozeman too, right?
5: Yes. Yeah, senior in day
3: in Bozeman. Bozeman. Just, yeah. Oh,
5: yeah. No, that's not going to be pretty. And
4: then Grizz head to Portland
5: State. So I got a couple of quick things on Portland State for you guys. Uh, now, Colter, you've actually watched Portland State. I have a couple times, a couple times now. So you can probably defer a little better here. But uh, this is the fascinating thing about Portland, and this—they are the second highest scoring offense in in the conference. They have the second highest. Uh, that, that's in conference. In, oh, a total as well too. I checked. Well, because I, I just I just mean yeah. like they have a
3: little bit of an outlier there because they scored ninety-one 90 against North, America North American University.
5: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in conference, they're the same as well, too. Uh, they, sc- they score, on average, uh, just sh- shortly over 37 points a game. They're averaging almost 400 yards a game. 230 of that's rushing, 160 passing. Their defense isn't good. Ninth in scoring, they're allowing almost 34 points a game. Defense is very middle of the pack. You know, kind of like sack. kind of split it between rushing and passing. Um, decent return units. They, mm-hmm. they're, uh, they've they're got uh, both a kick return and a punt return for a score. They actually have a higher punt return average than Montana. Um, interestingly, not a super turnover-prone team. Um, I don't know. I pulled a couple of their guys. I got this Mallory guy that's a running back that's got 600 on the ground, second highest in the conference, 12 rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 5'11", 225, so he's a load. Um, got- <laughs> Barty
3: told me at the beginning of the year. He said, "I got two bigs and two littles. Yeah, I like them all."
5: <laughs> uh, this uh, Braddock kid, wide receiver, that, that it, it's been interesting because they don't the, their passing game's not as much there. So, but this kid's got six touchdowns, which is tied for second best in the conference. And then uh, Dante Shacher, who's their
3: quarterback. Sachere. Is it Sacheret? Sacheret. Okay. Like Dante Shacheret.
5: So this guy is 6'3, 200 pounds. He leads the team in rush. No, he doesn't. He's second on the team in rushing. He's got seven rushing touchdowns, almost 500 on the ground. He's averaging about 140 a game passing, but he's got 14 passing touchdowns into mm-hmm. only five picks. Uh, he, last year, I remember here in Missoula, he balled out, but then he had like heat related issues. Yeah. And I bumped into like his parents after the game the and I was is. like, is he okay? And they're like, Yeah, he's fine, he's fine. He just got a little too overheated and we had to take him out of the game. I was like, Holy crap, because he's he's a mobile QB. Mm-hmm. Um the fascinating thing and so this is this week the Grizz faced the second best rushing offense in the conference. Yep. And then the week after they face the very best. Yep. So this is gonna be a real good look into this defense's ability to stop the run because Mm it's a it's one mobile qb and a battery of running backs where cats have two mobile qbs and a battery of running backs but so um they pass it around a little more than the cats but not too much more so this is like msu light versus
0: and it's it stresses me out a little bit because the few times that sack had the ball moving it was when they had bent it in right number one Yes. Bennett, right. And uh, number 9 and he would act. he would kind of look past and then take off around one of the edges and get eight yards. And that was just what uh, McCoy or whatever the Idaho QB did. Wait. Yeah. Uh, late as well to move yeah. the ball. So that worries me against these two teams.
5: Yep. I mean, and this is this is kind of the wild thing. So I looked at their three conference losses. They lost 22 to 38 to the Cats. They lost 24 <laughs> to 38 to ISU. They lost 23 to 37 to Kyle Davis. So a Grizz recipe is hold them to three scores and score five on your own and you're good to go. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's like all the scores mirrored each other, but then outside of that, like there were so many different things. Like Portland State against the Cats didn't have 300 yards through two turn, threw, had two, turn bleh, two two interceptions. And Cats did what Cats do. They ran all over them. Then they played lost to Idaho State. Well, the Idaho the Bengals passed all over them, but again, uh, <clears throat> forced some forced some turnovers there. Then Davis, Davis, like I'd said to James earlier, they finally got their stud <clears throat> running back back in the game, and that guy went off like he does. So Davis has 220 on the ground, and Portland State doesn't even run for a hundred as the number two running offense. I did read in their postgame though a big uh, deduction from their um, rushing total was a apparently they they their holder on a field goal <laughs> missed the snap mm. and went like, 30 yards behind him or so it's something. So negative
3: team rushing yards.
5: Yeah, So and so they're 3-3 three and three in conference, and their three wins, their offense has scored 59, 45, and 47. So, I mean, it's a real Jekyll and Hyde kind of team. Their offense is either on fire, and they win games, and they win them by a whole bunch to a little less than a whole bunch, or they kind of get doubled up by a couple scores. And what they've done is they've won one, they've lost one, they've won one, they've lost one, they've won one, they've, won one, they've lost one. So, if you're following the trend, it would suggest it's time for them to win one. Hopefully that's not the case against the Grizz. But uh, that's Portland State. I mean, it's just the quick look that I had from some some numbers and looking at a few games from them. But it's... In one way, it's a good tune-up game, prep game, to just see if that Grizzly rush defense... How it's going to stack up moving forward for the MSU game. But you can't approach it like that because then you're overlooking Portland State and you know what's going to happen there. Because we've had, we've had a lot of tough, weird games in Portland. So yeah. this it's going to be, I don't know, sandwiched between sack and cats, and you got to stay focused on this road game. It's going to be a tough one for these guys.
3: I mean, what, one factor. this is what's frustrating about the Big Sky, is that we obviously, you know...
0: The dishwasher's running and it's like That's really like, I wild. hear the dishwasher
5: and the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's
0: gonna be weird. U- usually it's on a delay. I don't know what mm. happened.
3: Mm-hmm. Um you know, we cover the whole big sky skyline sports, but it's really hard to cover like the ins and outs of a beat, like injuries specifically. Yeah. You know, if you're not like with these guys all the time like we are with the Grizz and the Cats. Um Quincy Craig is Portland State's best. I would say not only running back, but one of their best players. He's been in and out the last, like, three weeks. Mallory's their leading rusher right now, but Craig is their best guy. Him being healthy, Craig's, like, the only guy that I think could be in the mix with Gilman for freshman of the year. Gilman ran away with it at this point now that he scored nine his ninth touchdown on Saturday, but Craig's really good. Um so it's hard to tell about all that. But, I mean, to me, this is the same thing as every matchup for the last five weeks for the Grizz. It's just about the Grizz defense versus the, this team's offense, right? Like, because the Grizz offense, they're going to do whatever they do against Portland State. I think Portland State's fine defensively, but it's just about how much momentum the Grizz can create with their own defense.
4: So do you think it's safe to say it's like more about what the Grizz do? For sure. Versus what Portland State can do.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, this Chris team is just out-executing everybody right now, and that's why it's Bobby How Extreme come true. It just comes down to how do you play. Not how good are you? How do you play? And they're playing exceptionally well for six weeks in a row, or five weeks in a row now. It's been fun. I mean, it's so fun. I
4: I honestly, I'm still, let's think about the roller coaster that I've ridden this year with this team. I still can't believe we're here. Like,
3: we're executing really
4: well five weeks in a row. Like, I didn't think this would
3: happen. And so many guys are playing so well. You guys have talked about this a lot on this pod, how Bobby's system is so strenuous and grueling that guys that are in it for five, six, seven years, a lot of times they break down or they just, they're just they not into it, in it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's just not the case with this senior class. I mean, that's the thing. We mm-hmm. can give these coaches all the credit in the world for all these adjustments they've made and being – Less hard-headed and stubborn and all that. But, like, to me, this comes down to the fact that Braxton Hill and Alex Gubner and Levi Janicaro, like, after the NAU loss, they're like, we're just not going out like this, man. We're just going to figure this out.
4: Well, and what's interesting is we've done the, this Bobby health team's done it without really, like, splashy tight end play. Right. Like, they're obviously, like, Baker, right, um... Schaefer yeah, Schaefer, like they're Schaefer. yeah, yeah. They can catch passes and stuff, but they're mostly
3: in there. How about the new sweet play that they're running, where they put the two tight ends <laughs> out wide, and then they run this receivers right behind them. It's a two <clears throat> two by two stack, yeah. And they make the the defense decide which side they're going to throw the screen to, and then whatever way that it goes, boom, they throw it to the other side. It's just like an automatic seven yard game. It's a sweet play.
4: Yeah.
5: I'm talking yeah. about plays you wanted to see. I really wanted to see what that crazy, weird spread out. Right? (laughs) When they had 12 guys out there. I was like, come on. I was looking (laughs) at that. I'm like, because Sack had – we had, like, the center and Cliff, and Sack had five guys over the center. I was like, (laughs) don't snap the ball, please. I really was curious what that play was going to be. Yeah. Uh,
3: Other thing to know about Portland State, uh, you know, I I mentioned this while Brent was turning off the dishwasher. I mean, Quincy Craig's health is key, but also I think on the other side – uh, Barney told me he brought in something like 14 new defensive linemen this year. Whether that was between transfers and freshmen, so they're really young, up front. Yeah, I think that's been a reason why they've been a little bit volatile defensively. Yeah, they also stopped running the flex. They've been running like the old school desert storm for a really long time. Yeah. They stopped doing that. Oh,
5: interesting.
3: Uh, they have a new. Well, they have co-defensive coordinators. We know that works really well. Uh, Monte State, <laughs> Montana State, 2015. Uh, But Colin, Colin Fry, Mark Rea i never heard of those guys So that's interesting fold too But anyways, regardless They've been inconsistent defensively And I think that that's part of the deal They can definitely roll the ball They can definitely score points But uh, I don't know I think it just really comes down to Can they handle all the pressure The Grizz are going to bring on defense And can the Grizz run the ball efficiently Against Portland State's young front seven I don't know. I know you guys love the trap game narrative. I think this Grizz team's on an absolute roll. I think the only thing that's going to stop them is Montana State, That's I, I, that seeming less and less likely at this point.
5: And the nice thing, yeah. the Portland State game was originally going to be what at seven thirty or eight o'clock at night. Is that it got, right? It got moved up to
3: like six now. That's there good. was something
5: we joked about this a few like a month ago in the pod. Like it got moved up slightly, and there was something.
3: No oh, six p.m.
5: Wow. I think at the beginning of the season, it was later at night. So, oh.
3: yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, just, I think this Grizz team is, they got the belief. They got that intangible thing that, like, th- that's the craziest part about this thing is the the reason why the that Montana hired Bobby Houck back was to recapture the magic that they're experiencing right now. And it took fun. them five full years to figure it out. <laughs> And now when he's in a contract year, they did it. And it's not over yet, but, like, they're, they're doing it. They really are playing, like, outside of their minds right now, especially defensively. All right.
5: I am retweeting something right now from uh, Frank with the Missoulian, who shared uh, an article that he found written by, oh, yeah, I love written by John Casper yeah. about Jimmy Ferris's record. But that's not really the important part of the article. That is kind of cool, though. Very cool. It's very cool, and the video that uh, they put up showing the two side not side by side, but consecutively was super neat. The second point of this article says the cannon at Washington Grizzly Stadium isn't the loudest in Big Sky Conference. Just behind Montana is a howitzer. Uh, just behind the Montana sidelines, a howitzer was on hand. The local Army brigade brought the howitzer and pointed it toward the nearly twenty five hundred Montana fans seated about thirty yards behind the Grizzly bench. The area is uh, the area is the left field bleachers during the baseball season. Uh, the howitzer shattered the windows in the press box, which is located about 150 yards away from it. It cleared the Montana Cheer Squad to the opposite end of the field, mm-hmm. went off three times, twice before the game and after Portland State's low touchdown. So Portland State brought a howitzer to a game and shattered a bunch of windows. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I just thought that was so kind of crazy. Easy.
5: Show up and do a game with, like, a real fucking cannon. Unbelievable. Um, Okay. Do we have anything more on Portland State, or do we want to hop into questions from fans?
3: Uh, One just fun note. I don't know. I think some people like the connections part. Uh, Portland State's new offensive coordinator is A.C. Patterson. He's the son of Andre Patterson. Andre Patterson played for the Grizz in the late 70s, early 80s. Andre Patterson then went on to coach in the NFL for a really long time. He's, like, one of the Grizz. Hmm. NFL connections. Andre Patterson was with oh, the wow. Patriots, Vikings, Cowboys, Browns, Broncos. He's currently the defensive line coach for the New York Giants. So his, his son is the OC at, at uh, Portland State, so no oh. Montana connection, I guess. Well, that's cool. Yep.
0: All right. Um, we problem. really want to quick, while you're pulling up questions, you got, you got chat playoffs for a minute. Sure. Can playoffs? I, I mean a minute. Well, playoffs. We got, next week's going to be all prep for the brawl. You yeah. know, so we'll probably touch on it a little bit. We've got Coulter here. I feel like with this win, the Grizz clinched making the playoffs. Grizz are in the playoffs. All right. They're in it. Right um, Furman's floating out there. Mm-hmm. Realistically, I feel like whoever wins the Big Side Conference is the number two seed. That's right. Whoever wins the Cackers games the number two seed. Yeah. Fair.
5: Um, assuming Grizz and Cats win this
0: week. That's right. Assuming, assuming right, Grizz
3: yeah. and Cats win. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Don't you think Idaho going to make a fuss <laughs> if they win out and the Cats win? Fuck
3: them. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Because they make lots of fusses.
3: They. That's why. They it's, that's why it's great that Idaho is good. All right. Because they have it's people to gris. actually make fusses. That's true. It's <laughs> fair. All right. I'll, I'll allow that.
5: We'll allow that. If Idaho and the Grizz went out, the auto bid is Grizz Montana. Yeah. Because first of all, I do you think he right. is
0: going to? do what some of these voters are doing and make believe that Furman is somehow better than any of the three Big Sky teams that we're talking about right now? I don't think so. Because I don't think they're better than any of them. I don't. My hunch is that it's going to be South Dakota State. They're going to make the bracket. Winner of Cat Grizz is number two. Yeah. Idaho's three, winning out. Furman's four. And the loser of Cat Grizz is five. That's my guess as to what happens.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of respect for the Big Sky as a conference, but I also think that the playoff committee and the way that the NCAA is managing all this stuff now... However many possible games that are at home you can give the Montana schools in Idaho, no matter what that seeding looks like, that's what they're going to want to do. If it's justifiable, if you got three teams that are all justified as seeds and they all are from the big sky and they all are the only teams in the whole deal besides the Dakota schools that draw, they're going to try to make the draw so that there's as many possible home games for those teams so they can have as big a draw as they possibly right. can. Not
5: the be-all, end-all, but Sagarin rankings. Montana's Ooh. 107. Furman's 126. What's Idaho? Oh, good question.
0: Probably because they played. They played. They, they got that FPS win, even though they're freaking terrible.
3: Idaho Nevada is what would Nevada finish in the big sky?
5: Idaho's 100. Mm-hmm. So they're still above us? Well, because they play Cause cats. They played the cats played the cats.
3: They also play two FPSs. Yeah. yeah.
5: That's where it is. And is Nevada an FPS? Well, that's what's so funny, Well, right? it is for these rankings.
3: Yeah. It's like it's like one of the most simple parts of the formula to why Sac State got good. They just started beating Nevada. So for, for kids, <laughs> quickly for, like for in recruiting, right? Like Christ. they just got everybody because people don't realize Reno and that Sacramento sucks. like two hours oh, yeah, apart. Oh
5: yeah, right. Yeah, just started passing. Just right right, right,
3: yeah. right, right, right through Truckee. I think that's shout out Dave DeCoy. Dave Cloyd, yeah. Too, right? like
4: NDSU started like
3: just pillaging Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Yep. Why, why would you play in Minnesota?
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, the Grizz are in the playoffs, and I do think that barring barring anybody getting upset, obviously the rivalry games are yeah, whatever, but... Weird stuff happens. R- barring Idaho basically shit in the bed, I think that there's going to be three big sky teams seated. Yeah, agreed. I think Zach probably lost their chance to yeah, seed. Yeah,
4: three losses. Will we be on the other side of SMSU? I mean, man, it just that varies on how they... Because yeah. I like to... I, I mean, mean, I really think this year is the year we get we could get cat Grizz too I
0: feel Fuck. like I hate that I hate that, but you're right would they would want to put MSU and um on different sides of the bracket because they don't gain anything by that matchup being in earlier rounds if right. they can avoid it because definitely like, not those are two different draws that would be fine like it'd be decent TV if they're home games they're gonna be good ticket draws yeah. like you don't gain anything having them.
4: Yes, and me, I think early. it
0: has to be And that's the same for SDU and NDSU, frankly. Yes. Like, the first Catcarist two has to be a national championship
4: game. Jesus.
0: Wow. God, that's
4: stressful.
3: That.
0: The thing oh, is, the I'm way that
3: likely I'm gonna sweating. the way that it's like it would likely work out is it would be a semifinal game. Yeah, uh, a yeah. regional. This, you know, this year's
5: this year's funny for regionalization. Yes. Because everybody that's good is on the West. <laughs> right. <laughs> Furman, I guess, but you know. Yeah.
4: Imagine and I know we were just going to do this for a minute. No, uh, it's good. No, it's good. We don't do anything for a minute. This is Chris Van. Okay, this is Chris Paul. Paul. <laughs> I, I, I want you guys to to indulge me in an appropriate conversation. <laughs> this is what it's, Not about... Man. Cat Chris 2 National Championship game. Should the state legislature, like, kick in money to buy out the... <laughs> where, where is it at? It's at? Frisco. Frisco. It's actually
3: a really good point, man, because, like, there, it would, it, it it had such a hard, the venue had such a hard time handling NDSU and Montana State. If it was SDSU. At, no, no. At, NDSU okay, and Montana airport. State 2021. Sorry, I and, yep, yep, like, I mean, should we do it in Wyoming? Should I mean, should we do it in, like, WSU? Martin Stadium or something? I mean, truly, because, like, you could sell so many tickets to that. The whole state would go. Right? If it's close enough. You could, Martin Stadium's like 35000 People at WSU, you could oh. definitely sell that out, right?
5: Yeah, I think you could put forty thousand fans,
3: right? Too if bad, it was though, close enough. Well, remember the the uh, stadium in downtown Spokane, Joe Albee Stadium, mm-hmm. yeah, where yeah. sometimes Eastern used to play. Like they would play the Grizz when they would sucks. when the Grizz would come over yeah, there. Like, yeah, that, I just that I just would be. Think... I wish that does that still exist? That, that would it's be still cool. There. No, that I'm, would be a cool venue. My daughter
5: was at a lacrosse tournament. Oh, and yeah. I was right next to it, and because I'd heard it got torn down. Oh. Well, it was still there so the yeah. travels
4: easier you can fit more people yeah make more money make more money like i feel like the the legislature has an obligation mm-hmm. for the first congress too if it's a national championship. oh company, god to try to get it closer to home in a bigger
5: that is so stressful. That's, That's stressful. stressful. This is all stresses me out. I, you come guys on, are this is so fun funny. to so fun. This is fun to think about. <laughs> no, Well, Coulter, you as a cat fan? Um, <laughs> no, he's not a fan. This, Neutral observer. So I, I've got I've got two friends. I, I've got a group. I've got uh, some guys in my neighborhood, and one is a Duke fan, and one is a North Carolina fan. Oh, yeah. And so, right, Duke and North Carolina met in the NCAA Final Four. Was it the
3: national championship? It was national championship, right? Two years oh, ago? Or was it the game before the national championship? I can't remember. I feel like it was again. God, I, the thing I have the hardest time remembering in the whole world is the NCAA tournament. Because I watched the entire thing, and then, like, I always remember every year who won, but then I can't ever remember, like, how it went down, you know? Yeah, who yeah. beat who, when? Because you just get, like, such a brain warp. You just watched 97 basketball games in the span of...
4: Listen, I've seen you rattle off some... <laughs> Neurotypical <laughs> stuff. All right, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I can't find it fast, but yeah. <laughs>
5: um,
3: I don't know. Yeah, cat grizz, grizz cat national oh, championship. I
4: feel like we're we're getting to this era of you know where the grizz and cats are routinely like playoff teams. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. two of them. And we're going to have to start thinking about Cat Grizz,
5: too. Well, what does
3: that say about the subdivision?
4: Well, I
5: mean, we what if the sucks. national championship game is
3: just the Mondack Bowl for the rest of time?
5: I mean, you make a great point, though, Culture, because, like, I mean, 10 years ago, before the rise of the dynasty of NDSU, yeah. there was a lot of East Coast teams. Right. And a ton of them have moved up. Right. But they had options against regionalization. Up, that's and the, options, that's true. Yeah, you know. For sure. like, and out here in the West, the British Dakotas, kind of stuck. us, yeah. we really don't. No, for sure, we don't have that population density. We don't have that. No, many for sure. Nearby and schools. now with
0: weirdness, like, but really, it's like at some point the Power Five is going to break off. Well, yeah, no, there's going right. to be all the yeah. rest of them, and then
3: the, these teams aren't going to move up. These teams just have to be ready to realign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I What's would gonna say happen, those four are all ready to realign. What's going to happen is Utah State. Uh, Wyoming, New Mexico, and maybe maybe Air Force, and maybe Colorado State are going to be left out to dry, and they're going to need new people to hang out with. So I do think that UNLV oh. and Reno and uh, Boise they'll get pulled in the West Coast. I think Sac State and UC Davis will be in that mix. NAU hmm. will be in that mix. Interesting. So then, oh, God, how does Weber, Utah State, Montana, Idaho's, the Montanas, and the Dakotas uh, figure out a way to get with Wyoming and whoever else? Air Force, Air Force Academy would probably go independent. Carlis State's a little bit bigger of a deal than everybody else had his name, so you know what's,
4: what's interesting, I think is Idaho state needs to get better, and I know, I know they're, they're better this year.
3: Isn't it good for like the symbiosis of the big sky environment though for them to not be better? <laughs>
2: I just think, Idaho,
4: Idaho's not going to leave Idaho State.
3: Oh, they already did. They Did it once. Are they gonna do it again though? I don't know. I don't think Idaho gives
0: a. They would beat in a second about Where, Who they might not leave again is us and Montana State. Although they'd probably leave all of us if they had the chance. They're so full of themselves, but <laughs> they are, because they're so full of themselves. But I think that there's enough people in that that realize. Love you, Brian. The, part of the reason that didn't work is because they didn't have a group. And if they had a group, that's like, we need to be with these. These guys, so we're all together mm-hmm. because they kept getting left out of conferences because they didn't make any sense.
4: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
4: Okay, well, so maybe it doesn't matter that Idaho State's good. I was just thinking that to round out that conference you spoke about,
3: yeah, it'd be nice to
4: bring Idaho State. Well, how about
3: the what about the uh, what about the Pac-12 relegation <laughs> speculation? What if everybody in the West the, has football? There's Pac-12 only like, is fascinating. There's only like 30 teams in the West that have football and right. What six to eight of them are going to the Power Five. So you have 22 teams that have football. What if it's a relegation model? I love it. And then Idaho State and Northern Colorado still can't have a seat at the table and they just might be in the bottom part of the relegation and never get a chance to move up. But like, then you really, you know, it would be a nightmare for Oregon State and Washington State because they do not want to be in that model with god, and and Montana, Montana State at all. But if that's the only way they survive, then
5: I love that. I don't know if I want to see that model. I don't know if I want to see, like, right now, the Grizz playing Oregon State and Washington State every year either, Well See, that's the thing, oh though. It's like, that's that's my <laughs> biggest
3: argument for all this, though, is that if you gave time, Montana and Montana yeah. State 25 more scholarships, and rank well, the college towns of the towns in the west that you can go play college football in. Missoula and Bozeman are definitely, definitely in the top five if you're removing Seattle and Eugene and L.A. and Berkeley. Sure. Yeah, It's, okay. it's why
4: fun. I have... For years, been really fascinated with the way head coaches decide to break down uh, scholarships. Right. Because uh, part of me thinks, like, what does MSU look like if they had twenty five more scholarships to give to offensive
5: or to offensive
3: linemen? You know, offensive <laughs> linemen to wide receivers. Right.
4: Like, I feel like
3: they're all. So let's say you have the same moniker, like the same conference prestige or whatever why wouldn't you pick Missoula over Corvallis or Bozeman over Pullman? I, I just think that there's a compelling thing to have there. If the Northwest recruiting pool gets reallotted and everybody's on an equal playing field, I just think that you could recruit kids to Missoula so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
4: One, one asterisk is the NIL money. Yeah. Sure, but like, going to be different
3: in this perfect world, though. This money would just be being generated at a higher level. I also think if the cats and the grizz, like quote unquote, moved up or like they're in the FBS, that the state would be obligated to and would give them more money. That's adorable. Boy, I don't. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, just working in higher ed. I I (laughs) know. I know. I I I mean, like, higher ed is so. I think
5: the academic side of higher ed might freak
0: out no for sure did for sure and rightfully so
2: probably
5: yeah yeah uh, last thing just playoff related I mean that I'd noticed because I've been kind of tracking some of the bigger games around uh, Missouri Valley this weekend like all the top teams play all the top teams there's a yeah. ton of fascinating games and what my, are the games uh, of course I don't have those up in front of me because the other okay well,
3: <laughs> South coast State beat North Coast State this last week right yeah,
5: South Dakota State beat North Dakota State yeah. um, let's trying to go a different direction here for a second so uh, and then you had South Dakota beat southern Illinois mm-hmm. who's getting right against? and then there was a, one other North Dakota who beat to smoke North Coast State. Yeah, that hasn't had a hard time with then, really. Murray State. Um, yeah. Okay. Here I got the I got the Missouri Valley. Yeah. So Here's Youngstown.
3: your Missouri Valley football schedule for this week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Murray State plays Illinois State. That's uh, Illinois State will roll. South Dakota State has to go to Youngstown. So I mean, South Dakota State is definitely favorite in that, but Youngstown's a relatively that tough. That of to should play. be
5: a little upstart team. Yeah. Yeah. North right?
3: Dakota, South Dakota is going to be a great game. Right. And, like, uh, and Northern Iowa's got to go to Missouri State. Missouri State's kind of a tough place to play. And North Dakota State has Southern Illinois, and Southern Illinois has been in and out of the top 25 this year. So, yeah. All right. So, North Dakota State, I mean,
5: they're 6-3 and three right now, and they have to play 6-win Southern Illinois. Yeah. And they have to go to 6-win, probably then 7-win Northern Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. North Dakota State can miss the playoffs. Whoa. Think of, I mean I Southern Illinois has been kind of falling apart, so I assume a seven and four NDSU is in the playoffs. Yeah, maybe coming to Montana. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's be kind of wild. But uh, boy, rough year um, by their standards in Fargo. Oh, for uh, sure. The other thing, just kind of playoff wise, uh, where we're talking about like bubble teams. I've kind of we've joked a few times now about Incarnate Word, uh, who was seven and one and clipping through the conference just fine. And then they met three and four Nichols State, who beat them. Wow. So now Nichols, who is four and four on the season, is four and zero in conference. Um, which kind of spells a bit of trouble for a bubble team. I don't know. You know, I, I don't think it impacts like the Montana Montana State Idaho conversation. I don't think it impacts Sac State, but uh, just talk about playoff positioning and whatnot because. Voters love incarnate word, and um,
3: the other the other factor that Sam Herder talks about this on my show they have a one lot. Game left, yeah. Uh, the other part is we always complain about the unbalanced schedule in the Big Sky, but the CAA right now has 15 teams. It's too bad they play it's eight t- conference games, so you miss seven yeah. teams. It's just a symptom of college football. Right? So you could like literally go seven and one or eight and zero in your conference without playing any of the good teams. It's yeah. wild. Yeah.
0: Um, Speaking of Sam Herder, let's ask this question and then kind of switch gears. Mm-hmm. What is the poll ranking going to be this week for Montana? We're
2: talking
0: five. about the stats poll or the Heroes yeah, poll. Stats poll.
3: Um, will be four. South Dakota State. South Dakota State will be one.
5: Idaho will be two.
3: Idaho will be the two. Grids will be three. Furman will be three. Grids will be four. Oh, God, God. Cats will be five.
0: So you think they'll jump the cats?
3: The Grizz were ahead of the Cats this last week. Cats, Grisler, oh that's right. Grizz were four, Cats were six. Cats, cats, cats were six. will move up one because Delaware lost. Because Delaware lost.
0: Um, so Idaho's big argument last week to jump back <laughs> over was <laughs> love it that Sac State was one of
3: their best better best. wins. Yeah. Now Sac and the Grizz just three and three destroyed
0: Sac State.
3: Yes. Right. Destroyed them. Yes, they did.
0: That's also the Cats' best win. Who they're saying, well, we've got this win over the Cats. Yes. I don't know. It seems Weird. a little suspicious. How would, how would you rank?
3: This is why the polls are dumb. They never get realigned. <laughs> like What you're saying is right. Yeah, I would I'm have voted the Grizz like, two last week.
0: If, I, I think the Grizz, if, if voters were really voting on like everything, schedule, momentum, all of this all in one time, Yeah. Uh, this one lost Montana team with the, the five games they've gone on, should be second Should we, you know what you know it's like we talk about all the stressful things, but it's like I read Frank's article. and some of the things about this team are crazy. Like when they were down seven to nothing, they were trailing. How many times this season do you think this team has been trailing? One before that? Two before that. It's only the third time all year mm. that this Grizz team has trailed. Jeez. That was McDowell's first interception. I mean, there were some other... Oh,
4: the, <clears throat> the Hornets
0: had only allowed was 10 first interception. punt return yards all season
5: before that.
4: Huh. And they were, they were so good in the red zone. Maybe,
5: right? <laughs> that was... I'd post that. So they they had a 71% touchdown proficiency in the red zone, and they'd only had three red zone trips the whole damn season where they had no points.
0: And they went... Nealberg, they had one
5: touchdown and one missed field goal. He
0: grabbed He grabbed a few. I mean, like... it's. Fascinating! Some of the yeah. stuff this team is doing, I'm telling you guys. God,
3: I don't Bobby's know. Bobby's consternation over playing special teams indoors is just so funny. <laughs> he, he was like, "Oh yeah, you know the Idaho game. We didn't have any chances to do anything because there's no wind or no elements." And he's like, "If we get outside, we're going to be able to return punts." It's, it's, not it's not wrong. It's not wrong. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's uh, uh, Coach Thompson was was, uh, was having a hard time going through the, the special team stuff because somebody asked him directly about it, you know, because, what would you say, 10 punt return 10 all year? all year. And Andy was like, yeah, you know, we had this whole plan to kick away from Bergen and then we She's missed it a couple and then the wind was rolling and then we tried to roll punt it and he's like, we just completely blew it. <laughs> like all the way across the board. <laughs> Good to be honest. <laughs> yeah.
5: All right. We got a lot of questions. I'm going to try to clip through these. I'm going to summarize some of these so we Can- don't need to answer them all. But uh, shout out to Jay. Jay was asking, what is the, biggest difference from NAU to now. I feel like we... We feel like we've covered it. Probably yeah. covered it pretty yeah. well. All right, uh, Bridger is asking, um, must have had an unsportsmanlike conduct called on our household <laughs> because they cut our ESPN plus feed after we started talking crap about FCS poll <laughs> voters. Uh, didn't know the officials could do that. I think I got called for an unsportsmanlike for just sitting in the stands out <laughs> there. Um, I worry about that once in a while. Yeah. Uh, good old grizzly says looking at the roster myself and others dogged the coaching staff for recruitment on the defensive line but if you figure we are missing mcowron to graduation okay. News to injury mm-hmm. um cruise uh, uh injury. Yeah, coach the uh, coaches figure this 2023 the coaches figure this 2023 team would be good at d-line something to consider
0: We, I mean, are we and,
5: good at D line, or or, it, or would we have been good at D line if things hadn't got, they hadn't had all this? Bad so I think that's kind of what Goodell Grizzly's trying to say It's like you you, you yeah. put the piece together, injury, but graduation, I think, loss. I mean, you know, yeah, I,
3: also, Cale Edwards was playing on the, one of the. There's like some factors of this team that just have gone unreported because they don't talk about Cale Edwards. Like Kale Edwards was t- playing on a busted ankle. Like yeah. he was, he was like in the training room every time we go in, in on Mondays for press conference. We're not supposed to say that, but here we are. But like, because he's better now, it's fine. Yeah. But like, he was going through it, but he was still playing, and now he's healthy. Like the game he was first healthy was the Idol game, and then he had and, a game-winning sack. Yeah. I posted this. Cale Edwards had a—he didn't get credited, which sucks.
5: He had a pass breakup. Yes. On the running back, who he was stride for stride yep. with on a wheel yeah. wheel yeah,
3: like,
4: yep. And you know saying? Graves has been deemed up. Right. Riley Wilson was Riley out for three Wilson.
3: weeks, and now he's back. I mean, ah, he—you could count—he's like he's playing O'Connell's position, but he doesn't. They take him off the field when he has to do the stuff where Pat was running sideline to yeah, sideline. Yeah. He's just their pass rush guy, so I—I I would count him as a D lineman too. And even though he's not a D lineman body or whatever, but his reemergence has been enormous as well. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah. he's sweet. But man. you he's know, a the other player. thing
0: you—and it's like this might have been a text message, or it might have been something you said three hours ago when this pod started, <laughs> or or in some other place, but. Um, you know, earlier in the year, we we were dogging on the on Bobby for lack of adjustments. And not like adjustments in the game, but like adjustments to modern coaching, blah, blah, blah. And I think maybe one of the bigger realities is we just hadn't... The team hadn't had enough time to set in yes. the changes they made. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about the changes on defense, moving a couple guys around. Like... Point, that, like... Yeah. They did it. They did what we did had been calling for. They did And it. I think, that like, you know, you, you see other people, other teams, trolls pointing out, like, oh, you
3: lost to NAU. It's like, yeah, this team didn't know who they were. That's right. This team now knows yeah, who they, they are. Yeah. Yes. And they realized, hey, just get the quarterback on the edge and get have him throw the ball to 14-6 and 5. That's a pretty good plan. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like I guess I know they weren't really running much of anything. They were just saying, hey, keep the play alive till somebody's open, then throw it, and right. boom. Yeah. You, you so, know,
0: one thing that was interesting in the kind of comments that during the game that I was seeing from non-Grizz fans, like Cat fans and other ones, they kept talking about our receivers. And it was like, oh, my God, the Grizz are always so good at receivers. I mean, I don't know. The Grizz just, are so good at receivers. Just appreciate it. Science. I mean, look at that. Like, Fonts is coming into his own. Yeah. Bergen's awesome. Keelan White just had a 97-yard Record touchdown. trying
3: touchdown, yeah. Uh, I told Chad I would. Uh, drop this for him, uh, Aaron Fonts. Poor, poor man, Stefan Diggs. Ooh. Ooh. kind of runs, kind of angry like that. Kind of undersized, got a little edge. Wears fourteen. It's pretty I'll, good. I'll take it. I've really enjoyed. <laughs> Shout him out Chad Eckergan. He's the one that's all that. Told me that, that
5: <laughs> nice. Well, Jared Keane asks if there's anything Junior Bergen can't do. Mm. When they threw that reverse, Talk about they, quarterbacks and they, they pitched it to, yeah, they pitched it to Bergen and. <laughs> the sack linebacker came up, I'm, I'm like, no, and then he throws it. I was like, holy oh, right, shit. Right. So, yeah, we're lucky to have that guy. Uh, Tater Sloan just uh, giving the team its props. Uh, we were running Bobby out of town after NAU, and we're questioning the will of the program. Six weeks later, uh, Tater Sloan says he is now more confident and excited where we are than we... then Wow, okay. I'm trying to read this. I'm now more confident and excited where we are at than I have been in 10 to 15 years. Nothing but love and respect for our guys. Hell of a job. CJ Brown is wondering which is the bigger refing gaff: <laughs> Last year's catch against Sac State where they didn't have their 17 camera angles or all the refs missing that a good portion of Sacramento's team ran across the field during the brawl. Uh, or not the brawl, or whatever the hell happened the other night. So, yeah. I
0: mean, I, mean, I, I brought that up. Like that—that yeah. is one of the biggest no-nos in sports. That's right. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it
3: cost the Phoenix
5: Suns a, uh, NBA championship. It did yeah? Good point. Uh, Monty is my hero. Says uh, he listened. He re-listened to the post-NAU pod, and it's pretty wild how down everyone was. Not just the not just us with the pod. Uh, best bet was contemplating the availability of Andy Thompson as the next Grizz head coach. Man. I mean,
3: we have a list of like 15 people already. We <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe it's just going to be Bobby Houck forever and evermore. As long as he wants. <laughs> I mean, uh, if he takes
0: us on a magical postseason run that includes multiple games wow. in Washington, <laughs> when was the last time we hosted two postseason
5: games? Is he in a year? Uh, 20, 2019. Did we do 2019
3: too? Uh... Nope, nope, because they no. want they got a buy and then they beat Sealer right. and they went to James Jones Madison.
5: Madison. You're right, you're right. Not James Madison. Nineteen. Ah, uh, it was Weber. Was this? An, oh, we, that's right. They they James beat Sela and then went to Madison
2: Weber in the range twenty one. Yep, yeah, that's right. It doesn't yeah.
0: go. Suck. It doesn't go back all the way to eleven, does it? It oh, might.
3: We beat in a what eighteen? They Northern eighteen they missed the playoffs. I, 17, They missed the playoffs. Sixteen they, and they missed the playoffs. What happened at fourteen? Sam Houston. Fourteen they went on the road to Eastern in the second round after hosting. Eastern. Oh, okay. Uh, 13, they lost to Coastal Carroll. So I yep. think
0: maybe the takeaway here is. Well, they missed the playoffs. Is a it is. It's let's 11. appreciate what's happening right now. Let's yeah. win
5: this week and appreciate what's happening Absolutely. right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Johnny Claxton says Coulter said this week that he feared how Bobby was
3: going to handle the quarterbacks. And then he did it right, even though Mike thinks he didn't. There we go. Oh, I did
0: not say that. <laughs> actually, I, I can walk and chew gum at the same time.
3: Mike, Mike, Mike actually did say that you thought you thought it was he, well handled to in terms give of confidence McDowell. To McDowell. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, I get it, right. but I
0: also think that Bobby is playing games with it. Like I don't know well, that it was right. more the confidence for McDowell <laughs> no as it was. Right. Let's just pretend that we don't have this yeah, yeah. freshman
5: who's good. All right, uh, Casey Oman, um, who uh, – it's funny. This we, We're both Grizz fans. He's, we're both Mariners fans, but he's a Bears fan, not a Packer fan. So there's moments where we don't follow each other too closely. Uh, but he is uh, wondering, what is more impressive, the defensive adjustments to their zone running scheme after the first touchdown drive or the off- offense catching fire after their first couple drives and then the pounding of Sac State's defensive front? Hmm.
3: Probably both, man.
5: I don't know how you could split the two apart and be like, one's more impressed than the other. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think I was a lot, worried, I think I a lot of it
3: is they made sack go away from the rim. Yes. I mean, Fulcher only had 11 carries. I mean, you Fulcher's guys you guys watch the big sky, man. Like, Fulcher's a dude, right? Like, he's one of the better running backs I've seen. The people around me in the stands were like, he looks like a
5: Le'Veon Bell with how patient he That's is. That's a really good one. Right? Yeah. And they had to go away from him. Well, before they know it, they're in a 14 to 21 point hole, right?
3: Yeah. Um, I mean the defensive adjustments, though. I mean, more than anything, though, like the the ability to stay calm, like that's like such a defining factor. and Bobby has talked right. about that adamantly the last month. Right, this team's unflappable. We we're not flustered by anything. That's yeah. such a huge advantage in just this day and age in college football. <laughs> right.
5: All right. Uh, Lynn Solomon just has the observation: the uh, curling esque fanning of the rolling punt was super lame, and it made the ninety-seven yard. Right. reception even sweeter like <laughs> yeah I love how the no context college football shared that and then like a bunch of people replied they're like and then this happened because <laughs> you did it and then yeah. I did it with the pod uh, later I was like oh Britt did it
3: Andrew sent it to no context college football yeah they tagged him uh, oh they did nice yeah, cool did,
5: yeah. uh, Matt Colby says what's Shout the ceiling for teams. this team uh, I think we kind of touched on that ceiling well according, according to Coulter, it is second place Ah, uh, wait say that's it the ceiling for what's this the ceiling team? for the Grizz losing to South Coast State at some point.
3: Yeah. Man. Someone's what wondering. If FCSU, FCSU, I don't know. Maybe somebody can knock him out. I don't know.
5: Larry Trangsford just says, watch out for Portland State. Um,
3: you mean the fighting Robbie Haukes? Yeah. <laughs>
5: He's uh, going to have him fired up. So here we go. Here's a tweet. He's going to uh, him fired up. Uh, Thorak is saying that uh, he loves that Brent is claiming unlimited power as the emperor uh, so speaking of, like, just take <laughs> a thing here. So I I popped out to your tailgate at
0: halftime, which isn't something I do all the time, and we ran into uh, someone we both know in different worlds. Yes, and she said, "I didn't know you were on Britt's podcast." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I, I did not correct her. Damn, but I mean it, that happens, you know, because you're the vocal one out there.
4: I guess so. We're My, just sidekicks. For the record, we're just
0: sidekicks.
4: Jesus. More than once this fall, people have been like. What's it like to talk to Mike Nugent all the time? Yes! (laughs) And then they ask you a bunch of questions I don't feel qualified
0: to answer about. Did you tell him the time I spend with Mike Nugent is the least
4: intelligent time of his whole uh, week? i say Mike is a man of deep integrity.
5: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, All right. Uh... David Coy just says, how close did that game resemble the Grizz season so far? We went from, man, we might suck, to holy crap, we might be good, to let's go, we are good.
0: Yeah, yeah. God, I mean, 100%. Yep. Can
5: we have the text messages to prove it? Yeah. For sure. All right, Justin Martinko says, maybe he's reading into this too much, but he loves how Coach Pease seems to have a player two in the bag that is purely based off the pettiness from the past, Statue of Liberty versus Idaho and the Philly special from last night. Is that that surprising? I mean, no. it's brilliant. I don't right. mind it. Um, Anthony Stack says, no <laughs> questions. Just how epic is the Great Divide Trophy? Looks better than the Marker Trophy. I've never even seen the Marker
3: what Trophy. What is the Marker? Trophy? It's the South Dakota State, North Dakota State. Do you want okay. to go? Yeah, I'm going to what it looks like.
5: Uh, Rick Sanchez, while we're Googling the Divide Trophy. Um, the, uh, so Oh Anyway, uh, Anthony Stack says the marker trophy looks like a
4: rock. What? It is. Well, it's, it's supposed How to be... How have I be, never seen this before? It's like a boulder? It's supposed to resemble like... Like a some fence sort of post? Like... Oh, that's hideous. What? <laughs> I'm guessing it's a GPS mark.
3: The most amazing part is that this is the first time any of us have ever seen this. <laughs> I guess they don't really promote it that much. It's like a shitty stuff. fence post. <laughs> it's like It's like a... It's... It's like a rock obelisk fence post in barbed wire.
4: <laughs> it's not good.
3: Um, okay,
5: Rick Sanchez. I mean,
3: these people just choose to live in North and South Dakota. Like they're
4: yes. they're most iconic.
3: Shout out artists. Luke
5: Rounds.
4: He's living in North Dakota.
5: Hey, shout out Luke. Yep. Maybe
3: not by choice, but who knows.
4: Uh,
5: okay, Rick Sanchez. It's been rumored that How turned down an extension in the offseason. Have your feelings about his future as head coach changed over the course of the season? Added comment, night games rule.
4: Man. I have not heard that he turned down a contract,
3: but... So there's like both sides to this, right? Like, there's been scuttle that he... That Bobby said, I'm going to wait until the end of the season to explore a contract extension. There's also been scuttle that the Athletic Administration said, we're going to wait till the end of the season to offer a contract extension. Nobody really knows which one is true.
0: And what's interesting is I, whatever is true... It is unusual for a coach of his tenure to not have a contract beyond the end of the year. That's right. That's just not normal.
3: That's right.
4: What what I would imagine is normal is a guy like Bobby Houk betting on himself. That's right. And he has delivered. <laughs> like I, I feel like he's calling his shots right now. Mm-hmm. And if I mean, what if he what if, return?
3: I mean, what if one of the keys to I mean, I know I'm still really good friends with several guys that coached for him the first time around. and one of his primary motivational tactics to his coaching staff was, we're on year to year contracts, guys. It doesn't matter if we won the big Sky six years in a row. We're coaching for our jobs this year. What well, if that's the best thing for them is to be on a year to year deal?
4: One of the other pieces to this too is, I know the athletic the athletic department, the University of Montana, does have some guardrails at times from the office of the commissioner of higher ed. I remember I knew someone kind of close to the basketball contract renegotiation, and I kind of heard through the grapevine that the commissioner was trying to convince Coach DeCour to take less money, to be more in line with... Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm having the biggest sprinkle. sprinkle and who hadn't done anything at that point at the point at that point in time right. sprinkle hadn't won anything and Travis's rebuttal was well sprinkle can get paid like me when he wins like me right uh, you know whatever and, and that's a very good point college athletics and how you pay the head coach doesn't follow like how you pay let's say you're like a provost or something right, right. like but it is, we have like tight budget constraints. And I wonder if, you know, if, if Bobby was like thinking, hey, we got a pretty good team. I think we're gonna be great. I don't want to renegotiate now. I want to renegotiate mm, from, a power, from a power, yes. from like a position of strength. I'll just wait. Cause he probably doesn't need like the money. And he's like, "Well, if you don't want to rehire me at the end of this season, good luck." But I think we're going to do really well, and then I'm going to have all of the marbles at yeah. this. And I would say that no yeah. matter what happens the rest of the year, he's got the marbles.
3: Like, yeah. and he's got the marbles. Yep, that's right. So that bet
4: worked. And the athletic department just sold a record number of like season tickets. That's right. Too right, like
0: yeah, s- which are tied to his contract.
4: That's right. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Otuses. So, hats off, Bob. You played that pretty damn well.
5: Yeah. Uh, Bridger's wondering how many tackles Robbie gets this weekend.
0: It's a road game, so it's going to be lower.
5: Oh, that's right. It's not a Washington
4: Post. Yeah, So yeah. three. Colts is um, not even
0: going to dignify that response.
4: <laughs> oh, hold on. The Dakota marker <laughs> is a 230-pound replica of the Quilt's 230 pounds? monument Damn. that were used to mark the border between North and South Dakota.
3: 230 pounds? The
4: Dakota territory was split into two states along the seventh standard parallel. Hmm. Um, Do they carry it around
3: after the game? or <laughs>
4: It doesn't look like it's that big.
3: Wow, the Great Divide Trophy weighs 306 pounds. Well, yeah. No, it sure. takes six guys to lift well, the I guess that's so true. <laughs> like, And they always, it always and gets to be – this is like one of my favorite parts of the whole year. It doesn't matter who wins the rivalry game because the big boys the line get to... the glory because they're the only ones that can go lift <laughs> right. the trophy. So every picture initially of whoever won it is like – the starting offensive line and, like, the 2 right. tackles, it's just so awesome.
5: If That's we win the, it, I want to see
3: Glasgow and,
5: <laughs> and the Ramos. It's like it's our
3: right? kickers trying right. to log it around. Soy Rockadilly, what did you call him last week? Rocky Brockleby. Laughing out loud I'm, gonna I'm gonna go running, with running with at the Y. Rocco
5: Baldelli this year. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Rounds is wondering where this night game ranks uh, of all night games in the stadium – Sounded really loud on TV.
0: I don't, it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't crack the rankings for me. No. It was a fun
3: game to be at. I mean, don't, I loved it. Probably one of the better games this year. But it was the second best night game yeah. of the year, though, right? I mean, Ferris State yeah. was by far the no. best night Ferris game. Ferris State of the was of State one of the most like a,
0: incredible atmospheres. I mean, Ferris State was like off the.
3: Yeah. hook. I mean, Ferris oh. State was like a, a ridiculous. I mean, one of the greater regular season non-conference atmospheres yeah. Yeah. in the Crowd history. was more rowdy
5: there. Yeah. Yeah. But I can think of. Quite a few more night games. There. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a lot of fun because night the yeah, game the atmospheres are, are fun. So, now yeah. if you're backing out and be like regular season night game,
3: because that we, just we wasn't to, a thing really. It, <laughs> yeah. Remember, because they used to be that there's only night games because ESPN would bring the lights in. Right.
0: <laughs> yep. The old Bosco trailers. I remember.
5: Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, do these pants make me look snagged? Ask about the winner's side of the table. The whole table is a winner table this tonight, so yeah. Thanks for welcoming us back. Yeah, well, thanks for picking, up, siding with the Grizz again. Um, let's see. Uh, Tuno, uh, Colin Grote says, we're now 2-0 in blackout jerseys, given another night game this season, probably in the playoffs. Will Supreme Allied Grizz fan Commander Brent make the team put them back on? Which someone pointed out, and maybe Coulter, maybe you know this, uh, in the playoffs you can't do alternates. I think that's right. I thought you had to wear jerseys that you wore during the year. Oh, maybe. Uh, Hmm. I don't
4: know that rule. Yeah, I don't either.
5: Uh, Eric Witts, no question. Great game. Big win for the program. Uh, Great job with the receipts. Um,. Montana Grizz foam finger wonders if black
3: jerseys should be used for
5: all night games going forward. Little recency bias because black jerseys before this year were not very well received. Yeah,
3: yeah, the Halloween
5: ones; those were bad, and the granite ones because Cal Poly mm-hmm, Stitt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh The fifth Ninja Turtle is wondering if we are the most hated team in the Big Sky, maybe even the FCS.
3: Yes, yes. I
5: think people hate North Dakota State more than us still. <sighs> Do they? I think so. I don't know. All right. Moving quick here. Uh, Silver Nation, How do the Grizz avoid this trap game? I think we kind of touched on that. Keep rolling. Just signing Robbie Alps. Doing, right? It's going to be a thing. Um, ah. <laughs> Silver Tip Nation's also wondering, uh, what is the percentage of Grizz fan base that Craig Haley will block on Twitter this year? <laughs> How
3: about Craig Haley trolling Andrew Schmidt with last Except year's colour? Year? is accepting Caster. such a stupid troll. It's such a stupid
0: troll. You're talking about this year's
3: poll. Yeah, I mean it's like are you are basically
0: year. proving Andrew Schmidt's point. <laughs> like
4: I'm gonna go Craig to a game Haley from last year hasn't blocked me.
0: It's because nobody even knows you're on Twitter.
4: I know. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a
5: lurker. How many of your <laughs> alter egos has he blocked, though? <laughs> yeah. uh, Garrett Skelton says, I brought up the 3-3-5 cover zone in the past, which you guys have addressed. Do you still feel the same? I guess that we don't.
3: There, There's they've made some adjustments in so The 3-3-5 in it. Like, has way less holes when you run combo coverages on the back end. Say. They're running all sorts of coverages yep. on the back end. It yep. makes yeah. them way less vulnerable. But part of this is,
0: you know, our new defensive
3: coordinator is a D-back. That's right.
0: You know, so it's a, it's just a little different perspective.
3: For sure. They're also getting way better play in their secondary. I know it's hard for people to comprehend because they had two All-Americans in the secondary last year, but those guys didn't have their best years last year. They're getting better play in the secondary across just the board.
5: Good, good point. Uh, Noah So says, No question, but he does want to give props to Sac State for giving us a chippy game full of shit-talking. And personal fouls in a year where we don't get to play Eastern Washington. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like it.
5: Uh, Jay Larson has an observation. Uh, wondering why Harris didn't get much for carries. Um, That's, like, been the whole year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, X-Harris had one on a jet sweep, like right? Osmo and Gilman. I mean,
0: there's just not that many – there's not enough carries to go around. Yeah. And I'm already annoyed that they
5: over-rotate anyway, so – uh, Chris Caprio is wondering if anyone had Cliff McDowell 97-yard touchdown pass on their bingo card. Um, no. No, I did not. I would have, I would have said
4: he, he would have rushed I was for gonna 97 say, yards before yeah. throw. Yeah, yeah. right.
5: Uh, and then... Uh, uh, Corey Chen, uh, thirty-two, just wonders how many people lost money on uh, Daniel Britt's backdoor cover. (laughs)
4: So there was that one. If you are betting on NAU, you have a gambling problem. (laughs) So Montana Parlay did. Yeah, Coulter's (laughs) really (laughs) looking (laughs) on. Coulter,
0: got the quiet quiet over there.
5: Uh, Okay, let's see. Um, Donovan has some questions here. Uh, Looking at conference stats, Portland State looks great on paper offensively, but just as horrible defensively. They tend to run with their QB more often than not. How do the Grizz adjust to the plus one run game? Hey, it's a great test before the Cats. That's right. I mean.
3: They do it in way different ways, which is interesting. That's why it's a great test. Portland does? Yeah. Yeah. Portland State's going to run a lot more like pistol principles. I mean, here's the thing is like I mentioned Andre, or AC Patterson, excuse me, Andre Patterson's son being their offensive coordinator, but like, make no mistake, Bruce Barnum's their offensive coordinator. I mean, Bruce Barnum's been an OC in the big sky since 97 between Idaho State and Portland. I mean, because he's been at Portland State for since 08 between as an OC and the head coach. That's so. a long time, and they've always been able to run the ball. That's what he wants to do. I mean, that's what he does. They run the ball. Uh, and they'll be able to run the ball effectively. They haven't been able to stop anybody. It's just interesting, though, because, like, the Cats are so razzle-dazzle with all their crazy formations and the, all the ways they do it. And they try to get Tommy out on the edge, and he's so fast. And right. Portal State's way more, like, ball skills, hiding right. the ball from you. Interesting. No, yeah. It will be fascinating to see.
5: Donovan also kind of noticed that it seems like Portland's a little more susceptible to passing attack. So if we see a little bit more Ayat, which mm. I think Mike clearly thinks absolutely not.
3: I mean, if McDowell's going to go 11 for 21 for, 21 for 218,
5: <laughs> we don't need Ayat. I mean, right? For that type of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was great. We won the
0: game. He passed 50%. Like that that could be a thing right but what if
3: I, what case. if i told you you could line up a 63 235 pound running back and he could completely have his passes because that's yeah, what they're doing. that's what they're doing <laughs> it's a pretty good weapon and
5: houston texans and had their running have back kicking field goals today <laughs> sorry go ahead look
4: oh i was just gonna say he has another year of eligibility yeah. is that true
5: yeah the we looked
0: it up a couple weeks ago that the press release that um put out when he signed was comes with two years of eligibility Whoa.
3: Yeah. Is that good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think they're I, I, I Mike, like McDowell, but, like, I also think I, that – I think it's good for the Grizz. Yeah, maybe. I just think you should just – if you – I mean, Ayat's different than most – I mean, Ayat's the – I mean, I know it's, like, <laughs> 20 plays against Northern Colorado. Ayat looks a lot Colorado. different than pretty much every quarterback the Grizz have had since Cole was Like, for real. Like, Craig Oaks, like – And it's a lot to put on the kid, but he just moves way different, and like he's not a little short guy like Jordan Johnson and Dalton Snead. He's not a willowy, unathletic guy like Brady Guselson, and like he's just a real baller quarterback. He's a real like bona fide top level D one quarterback.
4: So you think like we we don't play him next year? He transfers?
3: No, I don't think he'll transfer. I really don't I think, think he'll transfer. I don't know I, that he can. Like,
0: how many times has he transferred in his career?
3: No, no, You're we're talking talk, about Ayat. Oh yeah, not midlack. Ayat's I don't think Ayat's transferring. Man.
0: No, because they're like Bobby Howak is gonna say it's a wide open QB competition. Yeah. Like 100%. a hundred percent.
3: Bobby Howick They win a national
0: title with Cliff.
5: They win a national title with Coach.
4: They're still gonna bring someone in. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So like so why would it be a bad
3: thing? Yeah, you're right. What's a bad thing? The we were talking about McDowell so. coming back next year. If that stifles the progress of a yacht, wow. I guess Mike's something to talk about all next year. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> if they mess it up and he yacht left, you guys <laughs> won't well, be right
3: there. And then, there with and me. then in, two years, in two years, maybe they'll get Jackson Presley from Calispel Glacier, and then Mike will love that as the backup quarterback. Yeah. Wonderful. Be like,
5: but you know, yacht kids Lots
0: that of thing. other programs. Play good guys. So. Do you
3: followed that whole thing? Well, Jackson we, Presley moved to Kalispell this last year. He moved from LA. He was the top rated freshman quarterback in the United States of America when he moved to Calspell. He moved to Calspell yeah. as a sophomore with offers from Florida State, Oregon, and uh what? why? Somewhere else. His
4: family well, just moved Coulter, there. Coulter, how many NFL players come from big cities? <laughs> <laughs> what do we
5: know? That's pretty good, right? <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs>
3: That's
5: awesome. Uh, Okay, Clixby has a question for the pod. Um, We have talked before about superstitions, but what is your level of paranoia right now about speaking things into existence? (laughs) Clixby is approaching second gunman on the grassy knoll or deep state type paranoia to avoid putting the cart before the horse with this team. Also, what was the most interesting or strange pregame ritual you've seen as a fan or player? I mean, I'm with him. Just take it a game at a time.
4: Just
0: keep climbing. Man, if I could uh, manifest things
4: into existence, I would have known a long time ago.
0: <laughs> I just need y'all to go vote. So, you know. Rock the vote. Yeah. yeah. Vote for Nuge.
3: <laughs> all right.
0: Strangest rich pregame ritual.
3: Uh, Dan Moore used to take. Uh, do you guys know what No Explode is? You do. Yeah. No Explode's like a pre-workout, like creatine mixed with L-arginine and like a bunch of stimulants and stuff, like caffeine. Jesus. And Dan Moore used to take a handful of it and put it in his mouth and then go chug water and, oh my God, and even then play dry scoop it and it was purely for a show this was not even to that. this is a secondary this is my brother telling these stories because my brother had to tackle Dan Moore and practice for two straight years that's probably why he has no shoulders uh, but yeah uh, I don't know why he didn't just put it in a bottle and just drink it like a normal well first not- of all if you're taking no exposure for football practice you're not normal there's nothing normal
4: about that mm, yeah. <laughs> right Fair That's so true Just the Imagine how The adrenaline Like your Just your heart rate Would be If you put on pads And stood On a football field Like with a live Snap coming at you Right
3: You would be Right and like, then take 250 milligrams of caffeine with like beta dilators and making your blood flow.
4: Just a mat, you're like, do you know what I need? I need to get more amped up for this moment. Yeah, right. Like I would be so present in that yeah. moment. Dan would was like the caffeine. Dan
3: Moore was a good Grizz running back. He absolutely should have been an Olympic powerlifter and or a WWE superstar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember
4: who it was, but someone told me. Effectively, I asked them who's the strongest person on the team, and they said Dan Moore. Since the day he
3: walked in, as no, a that, that's team. right. Dan Moore is, I would argue, is the strongest player in the history of the Grizz. The, <laughs> well, who was the strength coach then? Rob Obiat. He like mm-hmm. pulled Dan Moore aside and was like, "Son, you're a great running back." You should you should concentrate on lifting weights and go to the Olympics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, because he seriously was like a 650 pound squat guy. Like he's insane. He's so strong.
4: And at that age, too, like
3: right, yeah, uh, right. When you're like 20, <laughs>
5: yeah, absurd. I, oh, re- I remember like there was some games where Dan was hurt, and he would tweet because he wouldn't travel with the team. Mm. He tweet from like. Gold's gym. Oh, he's, he's like watching the team while I like get these girls in. It's like dude, calm the fuck down. <laughs> All right. Uh, clipping quickly through uh, uh, Az grizz fan is wondering what we know about McGinnis or Gradney's absences. And mm-hmm. I have to point something out. So maybe I yeah, did play because Gradney was not listed on the participation chart. But on the Grizzly Twitter there's a picture of Gradney Suited up, hugging a guy on a yeah. field. There was, so, there was one
3: time during the broadcast tour where they panned to the sideline to show the coach, and Grady was talking to Fonts for sure. They were having, like, a whole conversation. So, I don't know. The
5: participation says he doesn't play. He had no stats in the game. Mm-hmm. Ronald Jackson mm-hmm. played a big portion of it. Mm-hmm. So, maybe they suited up and it was a... Gr-
4: Grady's in the background of, like, the, a, fo- a set of photographs where Houck's getting the yeah. the post game done.
5: Yeah. So, I don't know. that. Yeah. McGinnis, I don't know. Don't know. Fortunately, we got the depth there, but yeah, I don't know what his story is. Um, All they've said is health issues. Health issues. I didn't even see him on the sideline. I didn't Unless either. he cut his hair, I just look for the long blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you know the six, five, 340 hundred and forty-pound guy. <laughs> so this is funny. I got I got to kind of tease Az Grizz fan because he always asks us about who we think is going to leave the team, and so he's asking us who's going to leave the team. The ex and child stare and they go, What
3: about Ryan Simpson? Um, um how wild is it that the grids have like one of the lowest attrition rates in all of the Western United States in college football, even though they have yeah. what is perceived as this domineering head coach who runs an incredibly challenging program. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, PDX Grizzly just wants
5: to know how hungover everybody is. We pace ourselves okay. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Okay. Mike doesn't I drink it anymore. Um, Zoo Rocks wants me to do an extended rant about how the, the clowns on Twitter and their polls and all this stuff. Uh, Zoo Town, I'm we kind of already
0: did. Yeah, we, kind we of We did. did. <laughs> but I'm I not going to rant now. I'm not going
5: to rant now. But I'm gonna. I just want to see where we are in two weeks because I've, I've got I've got some stuff. Empty um, Girl's Rule is wondering if we have any the best uh, factors that have positively impacted the defense. I think kind of touched on that, right? Yeah. Uh, wondering what's more likely McDowell being a consistent big playmaker close to Sneed senior year or more of a good game manager. I mean, if he's throwing 97 yard touchdowns, man, like that throw is come on.
0: The, he, one time. Let's,
5: let's just calm
0: down. No, I know.
3: I know. Yeah. But like, it's not that it's not that that complicated. You just got to get the ball to those dudes. If he
0: can keep making plays on the move, yes. I think that's
3: a real positive. The, the, he just has to get the ball out of his hands and let those guys make plays, man. Grizz receivers are sweet.
0: He's not a game manager because that's is not the type of QB no. that you have manage a game. Definitely not. No. Um, <laughs> you know, he's just like you said. He's just a big athlete back there. Yeah. yeah. To, yeah
3: i think FC's Cam Newton. We're, we're underrating his unflappable nature, though. Like, the fact that he makes plays. Like, he's a yeah. baller, man. Like, when yeah. it's a big moment, he's yeah. stepped up and made plays pretty Absolutely. much every game. Absolutely. He makes dumb plays and makes bad mistakes early, but he does not do that late. Where would this team be if they didn't bring him in in the summer? I was thinking about that this morning. Dude. You were um, going to say something. No,
4: no, no. This is more interesting, for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But where would they be, right? Well I mean you probably we would we would have talking more
4: figured
5: out problem.
3: the Vidlac Iot
4: dynamic.
3: I mean yeah, we'd probably have a
5: yacht slung in the ball around <laughs> right
3: All the irony. Yeah. They don't bring in McDowell. Iot beats out Vidlak. Because guys are actually in the exact same spot. And Mike team. wants Vid back. And Mike in the starting Mike's lineup. like,
4: who's Hewitt? <laughs> <laughs> A.Z. Chris yeah. fan is just, like, you guys got me. Tell me about gauge slider. <laughs> yeah. And then AZ Griff like we're losing good. Gilman.
5: Gilman's leaving. They don't give him the ball enough. Uh uh question if the grips have done enough to secure a seed. I think, I think probably yes. not. I think if they win against Portland State, yes. Yeah, that's Agreed. right. Yeah. When one Sorry, year I'm next
3: just assuming they win against Portland State because I don't think any of the trap game stuff is real. Win one year next I two. I just think they're better. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I think Portland State's fine. Yeah. I, the thing I, was, I, I pulled back from saying was, I think every quarterback's life gets easier when their O-line blocks well and they have a running back like Gilman. Yes. Right? Like... I, like, I imagine how bad... And put this for any quarterback. Anywhere. How bad is your quarterback if your O-line is worse? By insert the percentage decline. Yeah. Uh, McDowell's definitely been helped, for sure, yep. by the maturation of this O-line and the arrival of Gilman. Um, so, anyway, I'm, like Mike said earlier, let's appreciate this moment. We've yeah, got right. a good combination of players and uh, personnel right now. Yep. This is And it's word.
0: as fun of a run
5: as this team has had for years.
4: Yep.
5: O2 Grizzly is looking at a future schedule and sees uh, we need a few more games in 25 and 26. Have we heard anything about scheduling? Mm, uh, nothing. Knows that scheduling for the Grizz is different from other FCS schools because we generally make more of a home game scheduling. What is the normal profit for a program what is the normal profit for the program for a typical out-of-conference game? Normal profit. It's like three, well, three do, fifty.
3: Let's, let's, yeah, let's do some math, right? They, they usually make about six hundred to six fifty at the gate, right? Yeah. Six hundred fifty thousand. So let's yep. go six hundred fifty thousand dollars. And then usually the games that they bring in, they it depends on if they're full D one or not. Like a premier non-conference FCS would be like two two hundred to two forty, give or take. So minus two hundred and forty thousand. So you're making about four hundred. If you bring in like a butler, you're probably paying them about a hundred thousand. Right. Probably paying a Ferris like 80000 eighty. Yeah, no, nah, you're probably paying Ferris about a too, because you're not gonna sell it out. So they get like a little bit of the gate. Yeah. So I think you're making between four and five hundred thousand, probably. I thought I'd heard that was six. Six hundred thousand. Yeah. For profit. I think if you put that it. That could up, be right. That I might mean, be right. We might be under concession but I, I could be wrong.
4: Does that include? But well, that's just the gate, though, right?
3: Yeah, because well, they actually they, the GSA they might actually they, make a ton of money. Yeah, they actually make might make a lot more than that. Because don't they make about six million dollars in annually in ticket revenue, give or take? So that's that's a million a game. Yeah, because right? I had, I
0: had heard that it's close to that, and then you take out all the expenses and you...
3: right. So let's say you pay two dollars Yeah, yeah. So a million minus two forty seven fifty. Actually thought about
4: texting Kent this question today. I didn't do it. Huh. But plus plus like the GSA money that they raise. Sure, You know, like, it's a...
3: Concessions.
4: You got to get a... We have 50, to play a 50. pretty sweet out-of-conference game. Well, I it's, think that's, that's like, kind of the
5: trick, is, like, we get people like, why aren't we playing Wyoming? Why aren't we playing Utah State? Because we make
3: more money... Oh,
5: absolutely. ...playing Butler. That's right. Which, yeah, stinks. I mean, right? Because people are like, oh, hey, go look at... Oh, that's right. I hope played...
3: That's been the story of good football for 20 to 25 years. Sac they, State plays two... FBS right, games right, right. a year. What's well, because they like got to pay the, the, the bills. Risk, with that the Grizz got to get Oregon or Washington to get three quarters of a million dollars to make it worth it financially because they're going to yep. make that much money at home, right? Yep. 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 Like That's Kent said that on the record after the Washington game. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, he said six seventy five is what Washington paid, and he's like, "That's about the bare minimum we can take, right?" You know, for a guarantee game like that.
4: Yep. Yeah, think about yeah. You call up the opposing team, and you're like. <laughs> we're going to need $700,000. Oh, we also might beat you. Right. Like
3: still to this day, the th- the biggest theater of the absurd is when Idaho dropped back down to the big sky, but Penn State still had him on the schedule and they <sighs> didn't buy them out, and so Idaho got $2.2 million to go to Happy Valley and lose 80-8. to That amazing. is the most absurd thing of non-conferencing games in the last five years uh, in the big scale. Notice something else. <laughs> they're losing 80 Bonus.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like, what,
3: what? Like, why does Penn State not buy that out if we regress? This? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Paid for some windows in the Kibbe Dome or
5: something. Who knows? Well, $2, um, $2 million is significant. That. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, uh, so – couple questions here, Rats of Butte, Uh, I think we've kind of covered these, just like, what's the defense doing what's working? I think we kind of covered that. Also pointed out that he uh, noticed a tweet saying how much more fun this offense could have been if we had a healthy Cole Grossman out there. Mm. Um, Badlands Grizz fan also kind of points out uh, I think a point made much, much earlier in this pod, like four hours ago, that uh, this year, how many fewer opposing wide receivers have gone over the top, gotten all the way through the defensive secondary, as as compared to like deep shots were a big thing yeah. for years ago. That's a good right? point. Yep. Um, I think that goes back to having the yep. The
0: DB as the defensive coordinator, but
5: helps. Uh, day, day is wondering if PSU is a trap game. Uh, Chris seven is, uh, wondering if the pollsters are finally going to give us some respect. I think the answer is probably going to be no, no, uh, grizzly yeah. or digger, which change on the coaching staff has made the biggest impact on this team. Hmm.
3: That's a really good question. I think both coordinator I was changes gonna say, I mean, have two new coordinators. positive dividends. I also think that you can't underrate how big it's been for Ronnie Bradford to be a first-time defensive coordinator and have Tim Hauk right. giving him the game plan. Yeah. I mean, Marty Bradford's certainly making the game plan, but like to have Tim Hauk giving him the, the cheat codes on Sunday, yeah. being like, here's what you're going to do. I spent uh, 40 hours this weekend breaking down this film – pretty good to have Tim Halke to be the guy that does that for you. Yeah.
5: And then uh, another poster here kind of brings that up and points out and says there's another separate podcast that asked Coulter if he would explain the Grizz offensive line changes and grade them out. Mm. I think he did that last it week did. right the other week so uh,
3: tackles are having more issues interior line doing a little bit better. Yep. Um I still think their offensive line's been okay. Like I think I said on that pot, I thought yeah. it was like in the mid 80s if you were to give them a rating, and I think that they've had a couple guys that have played high 80s. I think if they were playing like 95, they'd be even better. Yeah. I just think they, they've made the offensive adjustments to mitigate that quite a bit, and I think they're playing. I think they're playing well. Yeah. Which,
5: I I think you could argue in prior years they wouldn't make those adjustments to
4: be
3: like just That's right. figure it out. Go oh, you harder. You can't do it. Go harder. Go yeah. harder. Be tougher. Run enough. faster.
4: Do you get Do you get special film or do you just have to rewatch it? I just
3: rewatch it. Like, I wish I got that all 22. That would be sweet. Yeah. I just rewatch it. We get it in Quarterback Club. I know. We get like
5: four clips of it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just trying to do that. Right. Uh, okay. Luke, one for you. Poe says, Luke, I need some help with Shelby. I visited a couple times. Once long ago, after reading One Sweet Quarrel, which focuses around the Dempsey Gibbons fight. Mm. Stayed for a night, had some grub, but not sure where. Went to a movie with my wife and was disappointed at the lack of knowledge about the fight by some locals. Not to mention, no one could even point us to where the old stadium stood. The next time we came through was more recently taking the kids across the High Line on the Dinosaur Trail. We stopped in Shelby, had a picnic, chatted up a a local drunk who insinuated that my daughter didn't look like anyone in our family. Not saying (laughs) we... (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> what a line. Not saying we, we dislike Shelby. drunk
3: insinuated our daughter didn't look like anyone in our family.
5: Not saying we dislike Shelby, but not seeing it as Paris. What are we missing? What is the best time to hit Shelby for true Parisian experience? Maybe the wandering drunk is the best Parisian experience.
4: <laughs> I want to reframe the wandering drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby... The Paris of the High Line also likes to call itself the Crossroads of the West. Mm. Watch out, Denver. (laughs)
5: Like, watch.
4: (laughs) Utah. Like, Salt Lake City, you know, move over. Um, You know, I-15 runs through Shelby, uh, north and south. A lot of traffic. Um, And I want to say, maybe that guy was just vigilant you know, about, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. sex trafficking. It's a problem, okay? He's like, what's going on here, outsider? This kid doesn't look like yours. Because people in Shelby care.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. I can I'll, it. I'll tell you what, there's uh, <laughs> uh, all of the constellation of butthole towns that uh, spackle the Highline uh, convene in Shelby for a fair every summer. Michael, Mariah's fair fun time Michael has uh, been, been to there. it it's a ball uh, that that would be a wonderful time to go uh, they also had this year the 100 year anniversary of the Dempsey Gibbons fight mm-hmm. and they even found like a, a relative of I think it was Tom Gibbons who fights oh wow and he wow. came in, boxed, wow. and boxed, and they, like, had a big boxing wow. fight. So, like, two, I think, back-to-back weekends in Shelby were sort of, like, you know, cannot-miss affairs.
3: Okay, so time out. What's the book that they referenced about this? One Sweet Summer something, Soiree?
5: One Sweet Quarrel. Yeah, One Sweet Quarrel. written by Deirdre McNamara.
3: She's a <laughs> cut bank woman. Have you read this? I have. Okay, have you read Shelby's Folly? No. Okay, I'll, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to buy it for you and give it to you. Oh, my, I have no. a copy. Hold buy, on. My mom's
4: key. a librarian. Oh, great. Shelby's so, folly. Yeah. No, <laughs> we, I'm a, I, oh, I a no. I try not to you're so b- smart. buy books. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we need <to>, a <laughs> <the, laughs> <the> Montana, Montana <laughs> <laughs> library to know. <laughs> it is amazing. the way, uh, is the way to whoa, do it Whoa, that's a thing, too.
3: It's like... uh, We we can't get derived by this. Yeah, no, it's kind of... Uh, Shelby's Folly, you got to read it. Shelby's Folly,
4: yeah.
5: Hey, Brent. What's
0: up? You got another question for us? uh,
4: (laughs) One thing. We don't really know where the ring was, though, because Mm. they had to tear it down. They had to, like, you know, the fight was, like, a failure because one of the boxers held out, and it took, like, a week to get to Shelby from, like,
3: New York. That's what this book's all about. There's all the calamities.
4: And the calamity people were like, well, we don't, we're don't. we not going to get on the train to go to Shelby. We don't know if this fight's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. So they, people didn't show up. They had to tear down the stadium. A lot of the old homes in Shelby are built from the lumber of the stadium. But there's photographs from the surrounding bluffs and they can kind of approximate where it is. And there's actually a restaurant bar called Ringside Ribs that is built in the approximate location of like where the ring would be, but
0: interesting, nice. Yeah, I'm
2: uh-huh.
0: sorry.
4: We return next time you're going through. Let me know, <laughs> and I'll I'll send you some contacts uh, <laughs> that will gladly give you a tour of the fine uh, Parisian downtown.
5: <laughs> okay, a um, couple questions. I think we gotta talk about impact. Tim Hauk. Um, Everett Grizz says, "What does Pod, what does Pod Dog Three feel the best dog park in Missoula is?"
0: Well, Jacob's Island is probably the best dog park in Missoula. Pod Dog Three suffers from being the third child of
5: really busy parents right now. There's not a lot of dog parks. Yeah. Just walks around the neighborhood. Evergris also points out, you better talk to your wife, Mike, about uh, a remodel in the dining room area because the winner's corner might just start getting bigger and bigger if the girls keep winning games. Um, Glacier Gros X thinks the perimeter receiver play needs to improve. Uh, Seemed like it in the sack game. Um, I mean, Keelan White
0: was on the perimeter and got a 97-yard touchdown, right? Yeah.
3: I mean, all three of them have had 100-yard games in the last month for a team that doesn't really throw the ball. So (laughs) (laughs) pretty good. All right, so... Is it?
5: I already forgot this now. Depire, Depouire, 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 Grizz, who has now been through our tailgate multiple times recently. Clayton. Um, for Luke, with prior reference to Tri County Cardinal Fun Time, and our time in Canada, is your favorite game knock? Is your favorite game knock the coin off or knock the poster off? If you know, you know. <laughs> don't even know what the hell he's talking about.
4: You know, in some. <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer this, Clayton. You know, I, you know I can't answer this, Clayton. But it's definitely knocked the poster off. Yep. Um. Yeah.
5: So then uh, we had another question: if it's time for Mystery Under Schmidt to eat some crow, and this is kind of the running Twitter joke because he said Ooh. he's going to get a dunk tank and he's going to come up here, and I have sourced a rental of a dunk tank. Okay. Granted, so why, it says why, it. Why is he doing this oh my after gosh. the NAU pod oh, okay. where he came yeah, on and yeah. just being like, yeah. So um He's a good sport about it. <laughs> He's a super good sport. I'm tagging him <laughs> on all sorts of dunk tag shit on Twitter. It's amazing. Uh okay, I think I probably have like text question or something or another DM question somewhere, but uh it's a typical culture pod. We're about to push hour three here, so Ooh. I am gonna put a bow on the questions. That's what we got.
0: Alright, so I realized we didn't do one thing. Pick the game. Look, who's actually gonna win the game? Mm. Do, do we pick any of the Big Sky games this week? Yeah, no.
5: We could
4: throw a few. We just did do the Grizz one.
5: Yeah. No, we didn't do the Grizz one. I think the
4: Grizz are going to win. Me too. Same. Colter doesn't buy
3: into... I think the, the, the Grizz are, are going to roll.
4: <laughs> all right.
3: So there you have it. Yeah. James I think Portland State's good. I think the Grizz are going to roll.
0: Like top five good? Or?
3: <laughs> Definitely. Top I, four.
5: I told you. I'd have the Coulter Grizz not two. You? Yeah, top four Portland State, right?
3: I mean, was that your phrase from two years ago? Uh, I thought Portland State was. I thought that, that Portland State would be in the mix. I did not think Portland State was going to lose to either Idaho State or NAU, and I thought that Portland State. I mean, would have, they have a favorable Big Sky schedule? I thought they would have four league wins going into this instead of so three. Which I mean, I guess they're only one. They short. would win like the
4: Colonial Conference or something. Shit like that.
3: Man, I don't know if they'd win the CAA, but I, they would definitely win, like, the Ohio Valley or, like, the MEAC or the Southern S- or Southland. Yeah. South, Southland. Southland, they would definitely be right there in the Southland. Yeah.
5: All right. Anything else, guys? Just wishing you the best this week, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate everything you've done to put you, yourself, your family, and everything out there and, you know, hope we're, you know, uh, celebrating you on Tuesday. Well, we will be regardless.
3: But yeah, wishing you all the best.
0: It's been an adventure and um I'm good.
5: Excellent.
3: Good. Yeah. All right. If the we do anybody know you, listens on Monday before election day or even on Tuesday, go vote. Drop your ballots off all sorts of places. You can still register to vote. You can still register
0: to vote, yes, probably. Can. At the places. That's right. At, at Election Center. All right. If you know us, we'll see you soon. If not, we'll be right back here next week with I can't believe this, but Preview of the Brawl. Some good guests lined up. All right. Go Grizz.